Okay, folks, welcome back to another episode of Two Girls and a Mic. Shazza, how are you doing? Two girls and a mic. to do the, the song every time. We've never recorded it. In it's all because the Ace time. won't get us on, on, on vinyl. He doesn't trust our, our voices. And I, I've been saying to Ace for the longest amount of time, he needs to work with what he's got here. And that is just amazing talent. Exactly. I mean, he's just from my speech. Do you know how I get complimented on my speaking voice all the time? So, oh my gosh. so it stands I. to reason that we would have good singing voices. I don't know why Ace is just buoying us off like that. Can I just say, do you know I said that I had a DM? And then God, we've been communicating. <laughs> so then the guy said to me, oh, I mean, because he said, yeah, I've got like really good vocabulary. He said, oh, am I, a, uh, are you a journalist? And I was like, no. And he said, oh, are you an actress or something? And I was like, no, I am a bit dramatic. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad <laughs> no. you said it. Oh, no. I'm glad no, no, you no, said that's, it. That's standard. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Dramatic. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah. So, um, Ace, I really think that you should have us in and we can record some kind of... Um, voiceover. Voiceover. Do you need any drops, Ace? No. Do you see any <laughs> drops? It's right. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's Do you know right. what? And we're being laughed at as well by our guests. I mean, we actually invited him here to like take our side, but instead of he's, he's cracking jokes with us. Patriarchy. <laughs> Patriarchy. <laughs> I mean, let me just introduce him anyway. This is the... The wonderful, the amazing, the, the now infamous and famous. Is infamous the right word? No, infamous is if they've done something bad. Dane, have you done something bad? I don't know. I feel like the in, infamy and fame are two fingers on the same hand. So uh, true. I do as well. I difference. think that as well, which is probably why I said it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's Dane Baptiste. Dane, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Happy, new, happy new Year. And can I just say, uh, fraternity, not... Patriarchy. I am your brother. So <laughs> romance. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, romance is real. I'm just being honest. And I only, I only was only laughing because you suggested uh, recording on vinyl. Okay. I just thought it sounded really kind of authentic. It uh, made me sound like an artist. Uh, Remember when uh, I was an artist? Remember when I was an artist? Still doing this. No, I was an author. I'm an yeah. author. I'm still doing this. So you still hold on to that. You had your dry January moment, which turned into dry February, March, April, May, June. I didn't right even, do you know, to, can I just say this year, I didn't even, I didn't even suggest it to myself. I, I was just was like, I'm going to have a drink whenever I want. You should reach for things that, you know, are attainable. <laughs> yeah, no, I just didn't even think about it. And it's quite good because I was away this weekend and I was drinking for breakfast. So I just thought that was actually quite good that I hadn't, I hadn't set myself up to fail in that way. Mm. You know, so yeah. Cool. All right. Anyway, it's been a very wet thing. True. It's How only it's only been? it's only bring, it's only binging when you stop. That's. So. It's I mean, fine. that's what we said. So, yeah. and also, <laughs> that's what you yeah, said. Exactly. And if you, and if you add alcohol Your to word. breakfast, then it's brunch. So it's classy. <laughs> it really so was. So that's all right. It really was. That's okay. That's what people do all the time. <laughs> it's good to have you back, Dane, friend of the show. Thank you. Um. So we usually ask each other what we've been up to, yeah. but since this is your second coming, what have you been up to? I've been um been working as usual, just been gigging and working and I started a uh, tour. Started my tour uh, okay. for uh, 2018 for my new show uh, which is called uh, God for mm -hmm. Gold Oil and Drugs and uh, What's it for what's what? it for? God is an acronym for Gold Oil and Drugs. Right. And okay. the premise of the show is that I find that even though we live in I guess a secular society or post religious one we still have a lot of uh, idolatry and worship in society. So gold right. being for like wealth and oil being for like technology and convenience, which made our lives easier. Mm -hmm. And drugs have been as a result of having access to the previous two. Mm -hmm. Then human beings uh, now seek out of body experiences and temporary highs and indulgence in other ways. So that's where the drugs come in. 
So interesting. I mean, so I mean, it's still just about everyday stuff that's masquerading as a, a high concept show. But I guess the main part of the show is just to discuss that and just what people, uh, I guess, what people's motivations are for existence nowadays. Okay. And basically, I got the idea for the show because I kind of started comedy around a time where the narrative was a lot about, uh, very much about atheism. Right. Okay. Um, and I just felt like, uh, so far as how the, where the industry was concerned, there seemed to be a lot of what I would refer to as like fundamentalist atheism in that people would be like, well, the idea of people believing in religion or still believing in religion is stupid. But then I was like, yeah, but at the same time, then if you are someone that adheres to science, then where where is the same kind of, I suppose, uh, gusto to cover certain other aspects of science, like the fact that there are no biological or physiological defects associated with being you know, darker skinned or mm. being of a different race. Mm-hmm. And also the definition, by the definition of species and Darwinism, mm-hmm. then there is no distinction between the races. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone that got to this point where you realise that, you know, science prevails and, you know, evolution, this scientific is almost scientific fact, then you should, by the same way, be critiquing, you know, yeah. racism in the same yeah. way or yeah. critiquing patriarch in the same way. So that's kind of was the inspiration for the show was to say that, you know, while everyone's happy to say, well, believing in a religion is a bit stupid, but there's a lot of, practices in society which yeah. are rooted in a faith-based system right that people still kind of adhere to. so it's kind of just taking those apart like you know capitalism is a system that's built on infinite resources that's not going to last or women have lower mortality rates in infancy than men do and mm. obviously women can produce both sex chromosomes but we have a global system of patriarchy so it's like or you know people are very ha- very happy and it's almost to the point i'd say it's hack where people can say you know catholic priests are corrupt or imams are corrupt and mm-hmm. they're dogmatic but any more corrupt than the police right or you know or the political system so as i was just it's just me saying give that cynical brush to everything to everything keep question, the same yeah. energy for everything yeah, question, you know what i'm everything. loving that, that phrase at the yeah. moment yeah. keep that same energy yeah, keep that energy, <laughs> keep that same maintain energy. energy. Yeah, i don't feel yeah, exactly. that way and I, and I just felt i just feel like you know uh artistically speaking or i guess as a point of principle is that we're not supposed to uh, contextualize ourselves along these bipartisan political lines and people are like well I'm liberal because of this or I'm conservative because of this and mm. when you're on the stage I feel like if you want everyone to relate to you you're supposed to speak or try and at least entertain uh, the topics you discuss mm-hmm. from a truly objective position right 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 so that was the idea for the show So and, and that's because I in the year before and I'd been touring and I'd been in Australia and I'd been to Belgium and mm-hmm. I've been to Amsterdam and as far as like Finland so me seeing the world I wanted to write a show which kind of spoke about everything without right. having to confine myself along religious lines or political lines because yeah. not everybody thinks that way and in yeah. a way people take in art or comedy because they want an escape from these very rigid ways of I guess uh, defining ourselves yeah so um, yes yeah, so I but it's funny though. I want to make that real quick. <laughs> it's funny. And stuff. It sounds yeah. deep. Very yeah. serious. Where's, where's the but, yeah, but, it, but that's the thing is, it was you know that challenge that you know I guess I did. This is my third uh, one hour show where the first show was introducing myself to the world and industry and proving I'm funny. Yeah. And the second show just giving people a bit more depth about you know who I am and going making that transition from being a struggling comic to a, a comedian and what I think about my world now. And then this show is basically be about you know now we scratch the surface of. I guess what I am. It's about who I am and who I see the world, and that's where the idea for the show came from. So, yeah. yeah so this is now a, a national and international tour. So it's kicked off in Nottingham, but then last week I was in Amsterdam and Antwerp, right. uh, back in Brussels in a week or so. Then I'll be doing uh, New Zealand and Australia. Large check email uh, South for Africa. our VIP tickets. Yeah, well, that's uh, for those of you based in London. That will be at the Soho Theatre from the twenty eighth of May right. to the second of June. So let me know when y'all ready, Earl. 
But, let, but let's just tell you, we will travel. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. So. That's the thing. I, I, I encourage it. That's the thing about the show, man, is that, you know, it's uh, definitely about my mind was able, and I guess my horizons were able to broaden with me traveling. And I yeah. want to be able to, I guess, relay that back to audiences as well. Yeah. And yeah, I guess a big part of it, man, is like, like I said, the show's not about me, like, you know, talking to people religiously. But at mm. the same time, I am still, and I think most artists who, I guess, are worth their you know, metal is to kind of do the same for everyone else is to encourage people to transcend the physical and really just reach the consciousness and the soul. And do you stuff, know what's so. really, do you know what's I think really um, pleasing for me personally, listening to you say it, when you came here, didn't we always say that the thing that we liked about you, and I think mm. we said it on mic, the thing that we liked about you is that although you're a black comedian, mm -hmm. you're not a, a black comedian yeah. do you understand what i mean you yeah, weren't just doing that same, same yeah, yeah, completely. kind of like thing African and you, you, versus jamaican jokes right? and like just the same yeah. stereotypical stuff that we've been hearing for years and you've like, just like yeah. everything that you've just set out just now to me is just like amazing i really want to see your show now because no, it's please do, it's not it's not stuff that i can have imagined i've seen before in comedy so that just takes it even a step higher mm. to that that which we observed about you. So I'm... Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's what it should be for everyone. I, and actually, I just started re reading Kevin Hart's book. And um, yeah, and you see a lot of the parallels in terms of so far as the struggles of him realising his career. And I'm like kind of halfway through now. But like, yeah, it, for me, it was never about being a, a black comedian. And I only mm. say that because, you know, I don't watch... Like, I, when I was a kid, I used to watch Kung Fu films. And I, I didn't feel, find it hard to project onto those or the themes because I'm not Chinese. Or, mm. you know, I'd watch something like The Count of Monte Cristo and, you know... People don't look like that in in like like me in the film, but mm. I can relate to the what they're going through as well. So, I suppose for me it was just I, I understand a lot of time why comedians may feel they want. Initially, I'd say with like black comedy is that I understand the reason why the narrative exists because we were so obscured from TV or media yeah. that just to hear somebody sound and look like you yeah. was enough. And but to talk about your life, to talk about your life, yeah, right. to validate your experience, mm. that was it. I understood why that was enough, but now I feel like. That's been done and done very, very well. So for you to distinguish yourself, you need to have a different perspective or a yeah. different angle on presenting yeah. these themes. But also like another main thing for me is that I feel sometimes the diaspora and black people, maybe especially in the UK, don't necessarily realise this, is that a lot of our self-image is suggested to us. Mm. So I think a lot of time there are certain, I guess, what we think are norms or societal norms in the black community that we repeat. And we don't really think about how it affects us. So you might be like, oh, well, obviously mm -hmm. someone hasn't got like a dad or someone, you know, or like we're always late and blah, blah, blah. And we we might recycle it and we regurgitate it and we think it's fine and it's funny. But in a way, it kind of damages us because then if someone wants to do something outside of that norm, then they're considered an outcast or they don't, you know, or they're not adhering to a standard of blackness. Yeah. And I just feel that's quite damaging. So I was, and I I traveled before I, I started doing comedy. I remember I went on a cruise and, for me, it was just so eye-opening, just just on the scale of just seeing how other black people in the Caribbean are. Because in the UK, we are aware of the Caribbean, but we are aware of the British West Indies. So people will know Dominica and people know Barbados, Antigua, this goes on. Yeah. But mm -hmm. for places like Anguilla or St. Martin or St. Bart yeah. or even or Martinique or like Guadalupe, like the French West Indies and the Dutch West Indies, and you've got the Spanish West Indies mm -hmm. as well. Like you realise just the idea of what we consider to be blackness in the maybe just, just in the UK alone is it's just so it's, it's, it's so reduced and yeah. it's like you I go somewhere that. and then you go that. somewhere like Rotterdam and you see Rotterdam Carnival and you've got people there from Suriname and you've got people there from Dutch Guyana and you've got mm. people there from St. Bart who the experience is so different to our own and so for me it's just 
it's not that I'm trying to not reach black people. I'm saying I do, but it's for me, it's not just for the black people that are kind of spoiled for choice in terms of seeing uh, phenomena that's similar to their own culture in London. Mm. But for the black people that live in Derby or Norwich or Newcastle mm. and stuff, mm. they don't have all of these indicators which will validate their culture. So I try and present it in a way whereby you don't feel you're left out from that. And, right. then, and it's the same for anyone who's an immigrant, really. There's a lot of people who aren't, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants that live in the UK or may live in... <laughs> continental That's europe specific, yeah. yeah but you have to be very yeah, specific because for a you. long time like you know even though like because in, in the same way i can't necessarily juxtapose black and white because even within what we what's the term used to describe someone as white is mm. also very different because you know the uk alone has had its religious wars between mm. protestants and catholics and then you have northern ireland and the republic and then mm. you have i guess you know the scottish in terms england of like and scotland. england and scotland yep. so there's so even then there's so many divides so that's the reason why I make sure I, I don't try and reduce my audience by quantifying uh, quantify them saying, well, we're black, so this can be our only experience. Yeah. Because right, right, right. it's just, it just limits myself mm. and it limits them. And yeah, I just don't want anyone to not be able to access it and think, well, it's not for me because I am not black. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or if I don't adhere to these ideas of what's considered black by his narrative, then I'm, you know, yeah. so. Because it just stems from my life, my, I guess how I grew up. So, you know, I can't. I couldn't even do it honestly. Anyway, so in the same way, where it's like, well, Caribbean guys don't go to university, but I did. Or mm. your, your dad is around, but he is. So mm, mm, mm. everyone I've ever known has always had a job. My parents and everyone in my family has ha- have their own house, and you know, in my house, it's anathema to even go to the council and get a council house. Yeah, you know, in my family is like the idea of you borrowing money and stuff. That's abhorrent. So mm. I can't go on stage and try and validate these experiences. Because it's not been my experience yours. anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so. One of the things that we were going to talk about this week is an issue which kind of affects, um, I'm going to say the black community, but of course, um, I hope that it's appreciated and accepted that we don't talk about them as a monolith. But this, mm. but this one topic actually does pervade uh, a lot of the black community. Yeah. And it's colorism. Right. And it was triggered by something that you were saying. So do you want to intro the... Okay, so last week, if you guys listened to the show, no Dane's an avid listener, um, we spoke about Amara Lenegra, who is a, I was going to say character. We, we always need say to that, right? referring yeah. to people in reality TV shows as characters. She's well, we an can, person. A, but they're still playing a heightened version of self. It's just really yeah, weird. So. It's like, it's, I know it's scripted, but she is actually a person. Yeah, she's that's her actual yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, her storyline is basically, she is um, from the Dominican, Republic and she's a Latin artist and she's trying to cross over into the mainstream mm-hmm. yep. so she met this this other guy called Young Hollywood who's a producer Ooh. and he was basically so disrespectful to her and was like her look isn't right for the mainstream market oh, I heard now. him she's I a beautiful him. girl dark skin big afro absolutely stunning but for him and I guess to people like him that look isn't you know Eurocentric enough and she needs to change that so that's been her storyline so we spoke about that last week we Mm -hmm. cast him out and then I swear literally as we put the show up it seemed like the next couple of days everything was about colorism not just to do with her just to do with it in general so she goes on the interview with um onto the breakfast Breakfast club and charlemagne the god and dj envy they were being highly disrespectful and just dismissive of her entire experience and then i think maybe yesterday like charlotte can we just even just slow that down because charlemagne was so So, disrespectful so disrespectful she was talking about the issue Mm. and she was talking about it i felt with with eloquence with clarity mm. with precision there was no waffle she was mm-hmm. getting on with what she was saying and this 
Chump turns to her and says, "Are you sure it's not all in your head?" Mm. Yeah, no, but, but I think, but, but it's the thing that yeah, obviously people feel to reduce it. Now, the thing that I know about Charlemagne is that with reality stars, he always assumes this high yeah. status and we're always trying to reduce what they're saying. Mm. It's interesting that he would have that perspective because Very he himself went and saw Jewel Pokram mm-hmm. about his own complexion previously right and then began a course of treatment because he was having people say his face looks like burnt toast and <laughs> so he'd got a complex about his appearance and then went and got skincare to change it yeah, himself yeah, yeah. so it's interesting that he would say that but um I mean for somebody who I was under the impression is very aware and has written books and authored and is mm. aware of the black experience for him to not acknowledge colorism when it's shocking. quite glaring on the show is actually quite shocking so mm. I am not sure what his agenda is there. It was odd because he's had people, um, Afro-Latinas, on the show before. He's had um, Juju, who's another person yeah, yeah. of love and hip-hop. He's had um, Dashka Polanco, I believe her name is, and she's in, she's one Orange of the actresses in Orange is the New Black. Right. And even when you watch the interview with her, it's like, which part of this do you not understand? Both women, to my mind, explained it perfectly like yeah. there's no room for error there's no room for confusion so look what are you confused about yeah so i think his thing is that he feels like maybe she's using the colorism as an excuse for her not being successful but she's already a successful wow. latin artist she's literally just telling you this is the journey that i have to go through in order to get where i need to be and you know what the irony is just deconstructing that mm. She's using it as an excuse for why she's not as successful as why she's not successful or mm. as successful is immediate is an immediate dismissal. Mm. Because as we know, because we've talked about this, because right. you were saying about what was told to Estelle when she was coming yeah. up in the music industry. We know that it's a fact that mm. does affect your success. Mm. So even that was just like she's not used even if even if it's the actual reason. She's not using it as an excuse. Mm. It's factual. It is, it is. Even if, yeah, Actual exactly. factual. Even if she's discussing the phenomenon, for you to try and reduce it is dumb, especially because as an African-American, you know that fairer-skinned slaves would have been mm. house Negroes and mm. darker-skinned slaves were, had more menial jobs and had to work outside and were called field Negroes. So, I mean, for someone who's supposed to be that astute with that would be aware of it. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a shame that he would, he would do that. And, you know, it's just doesn't really help and um you see the thing is i kind of wondered the only the only like i'm not giving him any leeway but even when we were talking about it before what had come to my mind was that is it maybe a thing that black men are not that aware of and i know you can't speak for every black Mm. man but do, do you think that What's the issue? Yeah, because I, 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 I know. Is, what is the issue with I, kind of acknowledging that it's something so blatantly obvious is happening? Gonna, the thing I'm gonna, is, I'm going to risk being controversial. I don't feel like question. I've been like negatively affected by it, maybe mm-hmm. because of my complexion, mm-hmm. but I'm still aware, way that, aware. Yeah, mm-hmm. Seen in many instances, like many yeah. instances, and I mean, I mean, observing upwards as well mm. to older generations, I've seen it, and I've seen it observing downwards, and I've seen it just through my own like reading and just being somebody who has kind of social awareness. But I just wonder, is maybe is that because I'm a woman that, like, I don't know. I just wondered, is there a thing that maybe it's men don't really. I, 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 don't see, I don't see how men couldn't get it because this is the thing. The thing is, when I was growing up, like, I remember it being the other way around where it was the narrative from girls mm. who preferred fairer skinned men mm. to darker skinned men. I remember that. And time. you hear a lot of guys referencing it because I think Kanye says it in like the in college dropout mm. where he's like, I'm going to make sure that light skinned dudes never come back in. 
And it, so that, and it was sort of, again, it was like a hack point of comedy mm. where it was like, we're not going to let light-skinned men come back in and stuff like that as well. And it was right, almost right. like, you know, Casey and Jojo were the ugly ones in Jodeci, whereas Dalvin and Devontae were the good-looking ones. Right, right, and right. then, you know, the same applied with the guys in H-Town as well because okay. no one knew the name of, like, the, the dark-skinned guy in, in H-Town. That's true. What is his name? That's well, what so I'm saying. So, 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 so it was always like, a, it, was, it was always like a, a real point. Or, I mean, so you can go for Dino, all Dino, that's his name. Yeah, so Dino. Right. Was, he, was that Dino? Yeah. Or was that, I don't know. Dino, 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 Shazam, and G.I.? Is it G.I.? Yes. That yeah, right. that because that correct. sounds like an intro yeah, to one of the songs. <laughs> I was yeah. literally going it over the song. It's one of their songs. It's one of their songs. That is actually the, oh, that's the opening to um to knocking the boots, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, 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 so. I don't see how men men can't be aware of it, but um, it's definitely the phenomenon of colorism, especially where men are concerned, is a very paternalistic phenomenon. In that historically, like in the states during like the Roaring Twenties and stuff, where segregation obviously was still rife, if you were a dark skinned woman or dark skinned person, and there used to be a lot of these uh, speakeasies or these clubs where you'd have mm. the live performers and only fairer skinned women could be in the uh, chorus line right. and dark skinned women couldn't. And what would happen a lot of the time is that, like I said, for the non-Anglo-Saxon Protestant white men who would be like the Irish or the Jewish mobsters or the Italians, they would have the fairer skinned women as their mistresses. Right. And there's another phenomenon which is discussed which is called the uh, tragic mulatto complex. Mm. And a lot of the time it's used when they're describing like historic actors like Dorothy Dandridge. Yeah. And Dorothy, she yeah. was like that Halle Berry of the day or like Lena Horne. Yeah. Whereby these were like these beautiful women who were like of Creole ancestry and stuff. And it's called the Malata Complex because the origin of the word is from mule in that a mule is like a horse and a donkey combined. Oh, right. mm. uh, or hybrid or whatever. But the idea is that, you know, the way it applied is that as a fairer skinned person or someone of mixed ancestry, you're better than other black people, but you're not as good as yeah. white people. Mm. So that's where the complex called the tragic complex, because obviously you look at like, remember the film Cadillac Records? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's the woman's name now? Um, Constantly. Not Dorothy Dandridge. Etta James. Etta James, mm. that's it. So again, where she was a mistress of the owner, but he has a wife and stuff. Mm. So you're good enough to be someone to be slept with in, A-Steg, in that A-Steg, but you're not good. And you know, so that's, and it's the same, or in the same way that like, it's the same as like the butt complex for a black man in that, you know, because you have a big penis, then you're good enough as a sexual partner, but you're mm. not like a Fred Astaire. You're not a love mm. interest, but yeah. you're, you're a sexual object. Yeah. Or like, you know, so it's it's gone back for years and years. And I guess in the way that a lot of black men have wanted to emulate gangsters at the time, you know, then it's that same kind of, I guess, sensibility has also been passed on as well in that, you know, a lot of time that is, an indication of wealth if you're on, on road is that you're you got like light skinned girlfriend and stuff right. like Jay Z alludes to it in the song uh, December Fourth when he says he says even when he said even the wavy light skinned girls are loving me now so yeah so it's just it's gone and for even years when and years, he, so he, even when he refers to Beyonce in I think it's drunk in love mm. it's somewhere that he refers to her as like bright mm. like and he's clearly talking about her skin complexion and I'm like it's it. I didn't even realize he was color struck, but he is. Yeah, of course. He's it must been. Yeah, because I mean, but I think any whenever we're discussing anything that refers to what's beauty or aesthetics, then it's all down to suggestion. In that, like, really, if you're thinking about it on a higher level of consciousness, all beauty is a lie because we're only told what's beautiful that just needs yeah. to be suggested to us. Yeah. So, for example, like the fact that everyone's like, oh. Big lips and big bums now. Mm. What's wrong with... So you see a lot of... On Instagram, a lot of body positivity. Uh, who said there's anything wrong with 
big bums. Well, we never did. <laughs> we never did. Exactly. So all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. it's acceptable. I've been squatting all my life. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it's happened through the vehicle Uh-oh. of maybe uh, arguably like whole the Kardashian movement, whereby a bunch these women who are gay, I guess we know who they are, but they're kind of, I guess, racially am, am, ambivalent ambiguous. or ambiguous. Mm. So it's like they have olive skin, but they have like full lips and they have mm. like bum stuff, but they got fairer skin and stuff like that. So now you've seen this whole new thing where this new aesthetic means that a lot of girls now mm. who wouldn't really consider, you know, being involved with black man or black culture, seen that validated now. Mm. So now everyone's happy to have a woman who appears kind of Arab or kind of Latino and stuff yeah. like that. So, and, you know, and for a lot of long time, she's black, ambiguous. Yeah. But the thing is, for a long, I mean, even like you look at someone like Rita Ora, like I, mm. being with Rock Nation and, you know, essentially coming into the music industry with uh, black music mm. because but her, but she's Kosovan. Mm. But her appearance is suggested that is again, being racially ambivalent and having that olive skin, and but she having didn't, full lips. You know, she didn't really try to correct that, did she? Do you know how many men that I know that who actually work race. in the, then they work in the music industry. Yeah. They were like, what, you, what wait, what? She's not. And it's. And I used to say to them, so does that change your opinion of her now that you know that she isn't? And they were like, I don't know, you know. Like, you need to kind of revisit. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, trust me, but I'm saying, but saying to you, that. the suggestion, because the whole package with Rita Ora, her, and even her name, it's quasi-Latino, it's Rita Ora. So, but mm. her, she's Kosovan. Mm. And people don't necessarily realise that. And, uh, and it's Kosovo, I guess, no blood. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. and, and, and it's the same issue, I guess, with Amara as well, in that, mm. like, when I remember when like early noughties when reggaeton was became like en vogue mm. and you know there was like Evie Queen came out and stuff and Daddy Yankee yeah, yeah. but really mm. one some of the bigger acts were like Tego Calderon mm. who's another mm. Afro Latino right who was like you know a lot of time if you are dark skin you get marginalized and so for me for the idea that men aren't necessarily aware of that is it's ridiculous. ridiculous especially because like I said about 20 years ago it was the other way around. Where yeah, it was, but it was this is the thing, because I just find, you know, no disrespect to any guys and to our male listeners, but it's it's kind of like, you know, when you send a man a text message which has two kind of points in it, they only really focus on the last one. They only really focus on one. But I say that to say that they may have recognised it in that whole, because I remember that whole light-skinned guy thing. Mm-hmm. I remember it specifically because I didn't like light-skinned guys. Mm-hmm. But... Do you think that now this is like a two point text where they where they where they see and they can focus on that, but they mm. don't get that? Oh yeah, now black women are kind of in in wrapped in that. Yeah, they probably kind didn't realize. But again, I th- I put it down. I think again, like I said, when I feel like and not this is not me apolog- apologizing, but it's just that mm. I feel like when it comes to issues of anything in terms of dealing the superficial, mm. then it's suggested to people. In that, for example, I feel like. Like, for example, if you talk about like men desiring white women or European women, yeah, like that's because that image has been suggested in terms of the epitome of beauty for years. That's why I have issue with people when they say, oh, I have a preference. I'm like, you do realise that your preferences are, are often determined by what you're oh, influenced completely. by. Yeah. Completely. And what we've been told for centuries mm-hmm. is the standard of beauty. So if we've been pushed all of these images and all of these things, that means a huge portion of what your preference is is influenced by those messages yeah. there. So whilst, it's not organic, you know... It's not organic at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and people and think, it's, oh, it's just me. Yeah. That's, no, it's, it's not, not just And the reason you. why it's not organic, and I think Chris Rock brought it up with uh, good hair as well, is because, mm. I'm sorry to cut you, Lala, is that mm. like, blonde hair, for example, mm. the, so far as like the quintessential like sexual object or, of desire is like blonde hair, blue eyes, big boobs, like 36, 24, 36, mm. which is kind of suggested through like, you know, uh, 
Marilyn Monroe initially. Right. Then that's been continued to be reinforced when you've had people like, you know, uh, you had like Pamela Anderson or mm. Erica Elenak and uh, you had like uh, and had Kate Upton. Mm. So that's, but blonde hair is recessive mm. in that if a brunette person and a blonde person have a child, then brunette hair or auburn hair mm. is dominant. So it's going to be expressed, which is why obviously a lot, but because it's been suggested to that is the epitome and, you know, blondes have more fun has been suggested to European women. Mm. Then they all go and bleach and peroxide their hair because mm. that's been suggested. That's the epitome of, you know, you know, of, uh, and so there's almost, there's almost like a tragic blonde complex. If you mm. look at how Marilyn Monroe died mm. or you look at how, you know, what happened to Pamela Anderson now or, uh, and then Nicole Smith. And Nicole Smith. So, right. you know, and that, and that is, and that's suggested Marilyn on Monroe a glo- wasn't a natural blonde. She was, well, there yeah. you go. She was, that wasn't even her name. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. or I mean, even when women say stuff, like, and women repeat the maximum of saying stuff like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best mm. and blah, blah. <laughs> Marilyn, but Marilyn Monroe was in the satanic church. <laughs> what? She was in the LeVay Satanic Church. People don't know people. A lot of people don't know that. I don't know that. Well, this is the thing. But and and also she also said, you know, that they'll pay you. You know, I, was like, I think two th- twenty thousand for um, a kiss and twenty five cents for your soul. Wow. So that was her commentary on Hollywood in the first place. So maybe she ended up doing that because, or maybe she wanted to explore her own carnality, where she felt she was very restricted in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Or, but you know, that's for most men, especially for white men, for example, it's been suggested to them. Mm-hmm. That you know, blondes have more fun, mm. so they're the ones who seem a bit more sexual, whereas mm. a brunette is a bit more demure and more mysterious. Mm. And you know, in the same way that you know, women from the far east and Asian are more submissive. Yeah, and you see that, yeah, and you, you see that manifest where you have like yeah. you know, and that today manifests in terms of like these men going and engaging in sex tourism in like you know Thailand and places where a bit more sex dolls or now. even and then even you know for a lot of black men because it's suggested to us that the more mixed you are, that's seen as being a bit more attractive. And we seem to be the only people that perform what I like to call blackshins, where we're like, um, <laughs> half black, this. but I'm like a quarter, oh, I'm a quarter yeah, Chinese. Yeah, yeah. And oh, blah, blah. No, we are the, probably the only race that does that. And yeah, I think for me, it was good for me to go to university outside of London, like I said, because I wasn't didn't have all these indicators to validate myself. Mm. And I have a lot of Asian friends, I was in uni in Bradford. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time when I had hair, <laughs> like soft now or coolie right now coolie, I said I said to them about having coolie hair and they were like what does that mean what does that mean yeah, what are you yeah, talking about about having coolie when I explained to my Asian friends what that means they pissed themselves laughing <laughs> and they were right to do so as well yeah. because it sounds ridiculous why, exactly which yeah. is ridiculous because why am I trying to claim that because then you know what's even funny then that colorism in in Asian culture like obviously Southern Indians and Sri Lankans look down upon because they're darker. Mm. But the duality with all of colorism is that Pakistanis are seen as being fairer than Indians. So they're, right. ridic- they're ridiculed for that. Mm. And then if you look at Europeans, it's like, obviously if you're darker, initially in Victorian times, because people that were involved in agriculture would be outside yeah, and right. be darker because right, right. they tan from being outside in the sun, then there was an indication that you were poor, which is why like even... If you're outside, they have that that's what they call China. in America. They call people rednecks because mm. they would be in the sun in the agriculture. So they're working. So if you are of you know a higher class and you weren't in feudal times, you're not working outside. Mm. So the paler you were, they're seen as you is a sign of, of opulence. Right, mm. right. So whereas now I guess it's more changed that if you've got money, then you can travel and have more exotic holidays. Mm. So the more successful people are browner and leather, mm. more leathery. But even then, <laughs> more leathery. Yeah, because well, yeah. I mean, you're going to be out there for so long. But, even, but, but what I'm saying about it's just. This colorism thing is, is yeah, it, it's, it pervades a lot of cultures because then even then now with Europeans, it's like, you know, you have a certain complexion, that's fine. But then if you're too pale and you're like Celtic and you have mm. the freckles and you have red hair, then that's also seen as being ugly. So mm. the duality is, is very, it's just it's a weird. crazy paradoxical thing that like 
this is how we determine our worth. Even though, like I said, scientifically, these are just functions of what's called speciation. Yeah. In that, you know, the reason why people further east and further east or right towards like Russia going into Asia, people have eyes which are people or more slit eyes, whatever mm-hmm. it's referred to. Um, it's because in that area, you're near mountains, ranges, and there's higher winds. So mm-hmm. that's why people's eyes are like that. Or, you know, in Africa, it's all oh, the sun's always out. So you're going to be, your skin's going to be a lot more melanated mm-hmm. and your hair will curl because you lose less water from your body through transpiration. Because mm-hmm. obviously with change of winds or if your hair's curled, it means a smaller surface area for it to be evaporated. So there's all natural scientific explanations for this. See, guys, you but get science why as we well. on here? <laughs> there's, 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 explanations, there's explanations for it. But that's what I'm saying yeah. to you is that, you know, we there are no physiological defects associated with having more melanated skin because it just means you have more carbon in your skin. And it means that if you're, so you're less susceptible to radiation, which you would be if you're in a very hot climate. Mm. So, you know, there's the, the science behind it proves it's fine. And also, like I said, the definition of species is that, you know, two organisms can mate and produce viable offspring so if we were different races and we were different then you wouldn't have mixed race people right who can also have go on to have more kids and stuff like that so i mean yeah can someone tell steph london this then because she's another one that's been called out yeah she's she's called out yeah i remember hearing about her as well but then this is the thing is that like i said it goes back to the tragic mulatto complex because if that's the case Mm. then is Steph London in a fulfilling relationship? I'm sure she's got she's got two kids and stuff. I so don't, I don't know. I, I mean, is she, is she in a great fulfilling relationship and stuff like that? Or would she be comfortable sitting and posing for pictures without a weave or without mm. you know a uh, uh, attire that you know lent to her her curves and that kind of thing? She probably wouldn't. So again, I guess she's dealing with how to rationalize it as well. Because on the other hand, people in my experience who are fairer skinned, like my dad, is fair. My mom is dark. Mm-hmm. My dad, when he was younger when he would be outside his sister would have to make him hide in the house if other black kids were around because they thought he's like a plantation baby or like you're like the offspring of a sharecropper mm. oh so, my gosh so, because of the fairer you are you're seeing you're clo- the closer they because it's the thing like so you're close to whiteness yeah the closer yeah. you are so you, you so whatever internalized hatred that black mm. kids have towards their oppressor the closer you are to it then you're going to be the point for people to bully or to project mm. onto so and that's what I mean about the whole tragic mulatto complex is that, you know, there are a lot of people like Halle Berry and stuff who have been fighting their whole lives or like Mariah Carey mm. has said the same kind of thing where, you know, people are going to question your authenticity as a black person because mm. of your complexion. Mm-mm-mm. So, you know, so my dad had to experience that. And, you know, and so when I, in the household I grew up in, like, I remember in past, he just flippantly saying the word light skin and he went berserk. Mm. Cause he's just like, no, Mm-mm. there I'm is no, black. we're all black. We're yeah, not going to yeah. separate ourselves along these lines ever. Like mm. he, we'd, we'd never use that word in my house. Never really use words like red skinning or anything like that in my mm. house. Neither mine actually. Never really used it in my house. But especially because where I grew up, like, you know, I take for free. And I, my message to all the black people that do adhere to this idea that I'm mixed and blah, blah. Well, I don't know what your definition of mixed is, number one. Mm. And number two, I can assure you, once you go past that M25 corridor, <laughs> Nobody can tell the difference. They cannot. Right. They cannot tell the difference. There's no. There's no. There's no one. You, 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 if you go like and play, if you go, yeah, not at all. If you go and play brown. football, if you go and play football in Europe, yeah, there's no one's gonna be like someone threw half a banana on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole banana that's thrown on the pitch. Yeah, so or someone's be like, wait, no, that guy seems to. Well, he looks kind of Dutch. Well, throw some clogs as well as the banana. <laughs> no. It's not seen as different, you know, right. because really, because black, I mean, like I said, how we define black. Because then on the mm. other hand, like I said, in terms of colorism at the other end of the spectrum, then you've got people who have uh, 
albinism mm. who are being hunted in certain parts of sub-Saharan yeah. Africa and certain countries like Uganda stuff because people associate their skin having no melanation with mm. like having magical properties and people being hunted and having limbs chopped off and stuff mm. for rituals of that, yeah. and, and then I mean again scientifically speaking like I mean if, if we're all aspiring to this ideal whiteness you don't get whiter than an albino person mm. however the lack they of melanation in their eyes defects. means yeah. that they have def- they can't you know their vision is pretty much gone and it's just and you know so again there's no real basis for it scientifically mm. but I understand that a lot of people it's been suggested to them and it might and even like someone like Steph London like I look at someone like that and it's like not to be patronizing but it's like again you can see it very clearly that mulatto complex where it's like you know I know for a fact how she may talk or she feels she wants to address who she feels are her black peers or contemporaries. Mm-hmm. She's not going to go into a boardroom full of white people and start talking about how light skin she is. Cause you're going to get, they'll laugh in your face. Yeah. And also they don't give a shit. Yeah. Whether you, what you consider yourself to be because yeah. as far as the, cause that's, and that's my, for anyone who is trying to derive self-esteem from this idea that you have fairer skin, go take a picture of yourself with other white people and you'll see how black you are. <laughs> Okay, and on that note, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's go into other black things, but positive black things <laughs> okay. like Black Panther. Are you oh, I can't wait. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Lara and I wait. have our tickets. I said to Cheryl, Cheryl, is it a gillet that you guys... That yeah, the gillet. Yeah, you pronounce yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. I want one. <laughs> okay, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'll some. <laughs> I've only got so many African print stuff in my wardrobe, but I'm not sure if it's authentic. Do you know what? It, you know, I, I, I didn't even think about going yeah. in full Listen, Niger. I'm thinking of, I can see us kind of marching up to the cinema, kind of standing outside the cinema, posing... <laughs> Um, you know, Solange wedding picture star with oh. our fist up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, we need someone to come and play some drums I'm as we all go in. Listen, that's right. coming to America star, roses on the floor, roses on Can the floor. Can I just say, yeah, I hope you're not going like Surrey Keys, yeah, or Peckham <laughs> Premier, yeah, historically black cinemas. <laughs> all right, all right then, what's I'm saying? Where's, where's the real, <laughs> all right, where's the, where's the real support? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Although I'm just saying, there's a lot of these just come comic book fans, yeah. That's getting all excited about Black Panther. Where yeah. were you when Blade came out? Or Blade 2? This is, I love a or, Blade. Or, you know? or Spawn or Meteor Man. Never heard of those. Or ones. maybe maybe not I maybe not accept. maybe not the guy the one that Shaquille O'Neal was in Steel. You can't allow that one. Man played by um, Robert Townsend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, but it was an all star cast. Movie? It was an all star yeah, cast. So it's, this this so Meteor well, Man wasn't good, good. was that it wasn't it wasn't good right. good. But it was but fun. The, the intention <laughs> in, intention was pure. Because so basically, Robert Townsend was a comic performer and writer in uh, Hollywood. He actually wrote on a uh, uh, Eddie Murphy Raw. Did he do? Right. I'm gonna get you sucker. Did he? Write I think that? he wrote on it as well. So yeah. he he, he had wrote, written a lot with the Wayans brothers, mm. and wanted to make a black superhero like comedy film, mm-hmm. and didn't get a lot of financing for it. So he made it on credit, and it's oh. this all star cast where mm. Bill Cosby's in it. I think uh, is it Robert um, Guillaume? I think his name is that guy. He's one of the guys in it. I mean. I think he's played Benson. The guy who played Benson. Oh, right. He died recently. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Another Bad Creation were in it. So that's my group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think think Sinbad might have even been there, but it was like an all-star cast. Mm -hmm. And the idea was was about this film where this um, regular guy basically gets struck by a meteor Mm -hmm. and then the fragment goes somewhere else and Bill Cosby plays like a homeless guy. But basically him being hit by this meteor basically gives him all these powers where he's like a... um, He can like read a book by touching it and Mm. he's kind of invincible and stuff and yeah so the idea was quite good and behind it and stuff and um eddie griffin as well as yeah so it's, it's well. an all-star cast yeah. man and but um i mean it wasn't didn't do particularly well right but then it's still better than justice league for me so <laughs> right okay 
Okay. So, but so, but I'm I'm excited about the Black Panther because it seems I'm to be getting so positive excited. reviews. Mm. It's very clearly been invested in well, where historically a lot of uh, I guess majority black uh, I guess hero films or hero genres haven't had the same kind of support. Like mm. Spawn was an amazing comic. And the adaptation was not very good, even though I love Michael Jai White. Do you know what? I only found out that John Leguizamo played Spawn. Oh, he was in Spawn, yeah. yeah. He played Clown, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I was like, this guy. Sorry. You mean the film Spawn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is... Oh, what movie is he most known for? Do you remember Chu Wong Fu? Uh, With um, Patrick Swayze. Romeo and Juliet. Remember Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. He plays Tybalt. And he kills. So Tibbot's the guy in the red oh, who kills um, the black guy. Do you know what the problem is with me and films? I can watch a film and watch a film and watch a film. This is Shakespeare, and then Cheryl. I just won't even remember. We're talking about Shakespeare. I know. Shakespeare. I just won't remember. You know, like when you were doing like one's in... got to go, and you were telling me about like bits in New Jack City, and I'm like, but I've seen that. I've sat down <laughs> and I've watched that film. Doesn't this ring guy. a bell. Oh him! Yeah. yeah, so you'll know him if so you see him. Yeah, okay. He played um, is it not Spawn? What's the name of the guy? A clown. Yeah, and, the clown. And also he was Violator. Nemesis. Who's like a demon? Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. So what I'm really looking forward to is um, Michael B. Jordan. Um, seeing not. him, I am. Um, Are you really? Yeah. Are you that much into it? I like. I, the object of, I, I have see, to say, objectifies me I, all the time. No, I, I like, I like, I like, I like Michael B. Jordan. I do. I'm looking forward to seeing Daniel Kaluuya. I want him to just. Oh yeah, no, because no, that's what you know, And also as well, I'm just putting it out there. I feel like he's going to win the best Oscar. You know and it's going to burn my soul a little bit because it's about time Denzel got his best leading man. Did he, did he get it for Training Day though? Yeah, he he won an Oscar. Like, he won an Oscar for Training Day. Yeah, yeah. Why and do it, I feel like No, he's... because you know why people underwrite it and say, oh, you know, he had to be bad before. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Because I always feel like, what, he's never won one. Has he? He's not yeah, won he one. Has. Yeah, so it was yeah. he has. It was, for, it, was for, it was for Training Day so people were like, because he played the antagonist. Right. Yeah. In the same way that like even DiCaprio it took up. Yeah, it took a while. And DiCaprio's yeah. one of my favourite. Yeah, 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 definitely. That was way overdue. Yeah. That yeah, was way overdue. Yeah, but I do feel, I'm going to put it out there. I just want to put it out there anyway. But I feel like he could potentially... Good energy, put it out yeah, there. Good win. energy. That would be amazing. Can you imagine how London is going to go? No, can I just say, bananas. don't now try and be like, oh, can you imagine how London... Can you imagine how uh, North West London... Oh, whatever. That he's oh, actually oh, from... Oh, shut up. ...is going to be, first of all, <laughs> then the rest of London. Yeah, trying to claim him. Claim him. London. All of a sudden, we're this. all inclusive. Shame, shame. <laughs> yes. no, you're trying to claim him along regional lines. Yes. I mean, that's outrageous. Uh, yes. That is outrageous. All right, we'll remember that. We're going to remember that, yeah. We are going to remember that. Because we're floating, you did well in America. I don't remember trying to hold them for ourselves. One of my girls, you know, I know them from back in the day. Do you know what I mean? You better share the stars now. We will share the stars. Share everybody, share. Let us have our. I feel it in my waters. I feel like. He could potentially win. Who he else is in the category with him? This is a tough one. Because um, when I think about what the guy I feel that like plays Winston Churchill. Oh yeah, um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's oh, yeah. in there. He might win, yeah, because he's another one that's overdue for a while. Hey, so you, you reckon, reckon Gary Oldman reckon will win? Could... Has he got one before? He's got one. I'm sure yeah, he has. Yeah, it's oh, tough. Then he might it. win. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a tough one. So that's a tough one. I mean, we we did we did we did a uh, kind of cash a lot of our chips in with Moonlight. So, for that reason alone, they might be like, "Look, we really messed it up last year with La La Land and Moonlight." True. If we could do this. We can make but, it. We can make it up. Yeah, to but, make but, it up. But, it might, but that might go to like Jordan Peele as a, for a, for a director award call that instead. Another, well. another another movie instead. Yeah, because there will there will be a get out too. 
I don't know whether or not Daniel will be involved, but there definitely will be another one. Do you reckon? Yeah, because it, it was so successful. Mm. Whether or not they're involved in the vehicle itself or the franchise, it's just yeah. that's just in, industrially speaking. I don't know if they they will make another yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, it was, exactly. Yeah. It was so good. It doesn't need it. It doesn't necessarily need a sequel. But that's what happens in Hollywood. If something yeah. does well enough, They'll whether or not people again. want to be involved, there will be a sequel. Like Silence of the Lambs, Jodie Foster didn't want to do it because the idea that she's going to fall in love with a serial killer, she found <laughs> the idea abhorrent. Yeah. But it was so successful. Obviously, someone saw it as being lucrative, and then it becomes a series. So yeah, I think as well as it like paranormal or paranormal activity or even saw they were all like mm. amazing thrillers that were done on i guess shooshing budgets where hollywood's concerned and it mm-hmm. did well so they end up becoming extended franchises so by the time you get to get out eight starring marlon wayans yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if we'll still be having the same <laughs> but i just com- can't, even, I can't even really imagine I, for me i just don't feel like there's a need for a part two no, and i can't really imagine so. i don't think so like that story mm. was was yeah. full mm. yeah yeah you know and it reached it's the arc was there and it yeah. reached its point and nah, what are they gonna do with that i imagine they probably it's take they'll probably take something like the actual process of you know switching people's consciousness mm. then it's done on a larger scale and then they get more black people or different people or it's young people or mm. you know or, or organ or organ transplants like there's an trust me if as lucrative as it's been then They'll, someone will someone try will, and someone will something try and, out yeah of it. someone yeah. trying to do something out of it so but uh, but so far as for the present, then obviously all the good vibes go to Daniel. How whatever mm. happens, yeah, for sure. Can I express how proud we are of you? I'm telling you. But at the same time, yeah. show where was you and John Boyega was smashing up Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, no, from end. It's outrageous. Right, listen, I love John Dang. Boyega. That's I love John Boyega. But let Do me just, you? let me just how point. Can you? How can South. I? Yeah, but he's Nigerian first, oh, guys. You see? You see? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hands Cheryl we've had this conversation <laughs> in depth about colorism now we're going into jingoism and re- and postcodes <laughs> you see how she just like separates <laughs> everything to suit her it's like yeah no, no, but he's Nigerian anyway to claim anyway to claim is he is he Igbo is he Yoruba he's, just... Yor- he's Yoruba oh you well sure? there you go you sure should we yeah, check yeah he's Yoruba he's Yoruba so what's not Igbo or how's the people can't even I'm share wait are you are you Yoruba I'm Igbo you're Igbo you can't you know how that works already it's tense between you two exactly we've worked it out John and I have worked it out it's just banter now. It's banter. <laughs> oh, when, you, when you go to a certain level, just banter. <laughs> so we're past that now. Okay? Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. But yeah, no, all good vibes going to Daniel. Yeah. We it's, really it's great do vibes. hope. And, and what does it mean for like, I guess, because um, Susie Wakoma is doing another like, kind of superior thing. She's, is it? Uh, who? Who? Uh, Su- who was in um, Chewing Gum? Who plays the Michaela, oh, Michaela sister? Cole. Oh, yeah, um, so Susie uh, Wakoma. She, yeah. She's in a, like a zombie uh, thing that's on Netflix as well. Oh. So I'm just saying... So far as like even representation within this, which is now proving to be a very lucrative genre, like the superhero adaptation mm, and right, stuff. Right, right. Where are we going? Are we going to see more of these? Because then recently Idris Elba and I love Idris. Mm. He did uh, the Dark Tower, which is a Stephen oh, that King. Was terrible. Graphic, yeah, was I it? couldn't have been watched more terrible. than twenty it minutes. Had, um, what's it? Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey and Idris well. Elba. And I was the only two pulled, Matthew and Idris, and I watched it. Yeah, and I it was thought, terrible. This is. This is horrible. I love, I love yeah, Idris. Yeah. And even Idris in his good humour as as had already uh, kind of... But then at the same time, he's one of the lead protagonists in Pacific Rim, which is now also being re- right, remade. Right, right, right. So hopefully, John yeah. John in that as well. Yes. People will start... Enter- yes. So hopefully people will start entertaining like, you know, that genre a lot more, man. Because I don't know how we're on like the 29th Spider-Man film and not one Anansi film. What is happening? We know where it started. <laughs> Spider-Man don't want that type of heat. Don't want it. The shapeshifter, Calabash, Brer Rabbit, Tar Baby. It can happen. It can happen. <laughs> it happened. Why not? 
right, we'll not? put it, it out there. We'll Michael, put it out there. Michael Bay's remaking the Dora the Explorer, apparently. So <laughs> I just feel like... Well, the thing is, it gets... Because I'm just saying, like, even in the superhero genre, I think I have noticed this, and I was a big fan of comics as a kid. Right. But only now do I kind of see, like, even there are some issues of race, even with comic books, because... Mm. Like, you know, it's one thing about like Captain America and Iron Man that they all have a black sidekick who's not necessarily as powerful as they are, but it's like their right hand man. Because okay, uh, an Iron Man has War Machine mm-hmm. and uh, Captain America has the Falcon. Mm-hmm. So they, and those are two like the leading guys in the Avengers and they've both got their like little sidekick kind of things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very. <laughs> They're gonna do. They're gonna do um, a that, spin-off show of all the like psychics. But I want to say, I, I, I do want to say, is it the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn or, or, or one of the Mark Twain novels? I might. Mm. Have, someone might correct me on that, but I think it's that or Uncle Tom's Cabin, where by you know, yeah, it's it having that kind of black sidekick, mm. and yeah. that has repeated. So far as like you know, protagonists and action heroes, mm-hmm. like Die Hard, like mm. you know, there was the black kid in the limo, or and the fat guy from um, right, yeah. Family Matters that was working with him as well. But, yeah. Last Boy Scout, you had Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans is like the kind of bumbling sidekick as well. Yeah. Danny Glover is the the bumbling sidekick in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Um, and really, forty eight hours. Yeah, forty eight hours. Yeah. And so it was either you're either the comic relief or you're like you know the beta male because, yeah. especially like in action films, guns essentially are phallic symbols because the biggest gun is the biggest penis in the room. <laughs> and you notice in all of, if you, but you, it's true though. <laughs> yeah, like no, the, you know, the biggest hero's got the biggest sword or the biggest gun. So yeah. you think about like Robocop and stuff. Like it's a big strap or like. Terminator is the big Gatling gun, so the biggest hero has the has the biggest gun. Mm. And you notice, like in Lethal Weapon, for example, like Mel Gibson's is Uzi's on his things, and you can watch Lethal Weapon, the entire anthology. Danny Glover still got a twenty two caliber six shooter. Yeah, and, they're, and they're fighting <laughs> against like South African that. terrorists, and they're fighting against and they're fighting against <laughs> these guys with armor. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and armor and, and triads and when snakeheads. Do you know what I mean? Triads and snakeheads, yeah, and yeah. and Lethal Weapon four, they had armor pissing bullets, and you're still showing up with a twenty two. <laughs> Like and you, you know, so it's still showing up. You're showing up with a 22 caliber gun. Yes, I mean that's, that's how people see it. My cousins in America say that if someone pulls a 22, they start laughing because you will survive that shot. You will survive it. It's crazy, but you know that. But that was that has been a trend in that kind of superhero like alpha male genre for a very long time. And right. the only person who began people that began to buck the trend was so initially like Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. The initial protagonist was supposed to be uh, Sylvester Stallone. Right, okay. That was what's supposed to happen. That but then when Eddie Murphy became Axel Foley, mm. so his, in, if you remember the film, like his friend who works in an art gallery, that's his school friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serge. Serge. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Serge. no, no, Serge. Oh. Um, the, the, the girl. You know, his friend. Oh, right, right, right. Girl, yeah. Okay, that gets so, killed. Yeah, no, she, look, his her friend Mikey gets killed and then he goes and tells the girl about it. She, oh, yeah, she, she, she helps him. She helps him. So the thing is, what action film do you watch when the female protagonist is just a platonic friend? She's always the love interest. And every film is like every eighties film is like at the end it's like what do we do now? <laughs> and, it's, and it's like cheesy saxophone in every film and like lights in the back and then the guy will go and wheel the car and play volleyball like in every single montage it's the same thing but they changed it because American audiences they felt like they Not would complain about seeing a black protagonist with a white female like same with Bad Boys. Right. In Bad Boys, Mike Lowry he's the ladies man. Mm. But at the end of the Bad Boys, the one lady that he's cuffed to, nothing happens. Mm. And he's only loving just another one is a, is an escort. Mm. So that's and and that's happened. For, and the person that really changed that was Wesley Snipes. Right. In what movie? Well, um, uh, Money Train. Okay. And um, white men can't jump. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that movie. yeah, or Passenger Fifty Seven. Yeah. So he and Demolition. He so he was the first one that like kind of stood up and got the girl and stuff as well because mm. it was un, it was unheard of. 
That's why I rate him so much because as much as he we're talking about knights. yeah Black Panther, Black Panther, like when he did Blade, I don't think people realize what he actually did. Like he, he did, was literally yeah. the first kind of black um, leading um, comic book superhero. Right, in right, a, right. In a, And there were three Blade movies, and they were all huge, huge yeah. hits. Right, yeah. So people kind of forget about that and. Given, you know, the kind of career that Wesley has had and yeah, everything yeah. like that, that was a huge, huge thing. It was a huge mm. thing. And but, it was a good and it was a good yeah. film, it was a good franchise. However, mm. the third film, he didn't like it and he basically refused to promote it because Why didn't like what it? happened was with Blade Trinity, they kind of tried to move away from him being the central character mm. and they started introducing this other crew called like the Dark Stalkers and stuff. And that is interestingly where also Ryan Reynolds Began his debut mm. in uh, in like hit the hero genre, mm. and obviously he went and he was kind of playing like his, a version of Deadpool in that. Then he went on to do uh, he did Wolverine Origins, then Green yeah. Lantern, and then obviously now he's landed with Deadpool. But like yeah, Wesley Snipes was kind of like they were trying to take it away from him because right. obviously Blade was the leading character in it and yeah. stuff. And yeah, certainly with Hollywood, man, they've been they reinforced this i this idea in comic books, and I was kind of taken back when I kind of realized it. They mm. definitely reinforced that a real idea of like supremacy. Now that you say it. I'm familiar with the yeah, yeah. especially now with the Avengers stuff. You think and about like, oh, Captain yeah. America is blonde haired and blue eyed, yeah, and he has the wings and a shield, so he's a Viking, mm. and that's about as Norse as you get. Like, and a lot of supremacist groups, like they uh, kind of align themselves with Norse mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got Thor again, who is another you know Viking, mm. and Tony Stark, who is the uh, industrialist as well. Mm. So they kind of, re- and then they got like uh, the Black Widow, who's like another superpower mm. from Russia and stuff as well. So it's kind of like an allegory for like the suit like this, the world police super and stuff whites. yeah Even super whites but then the whites. same thing happens in Harry Potter as well because mm. I've not you, seen any Harry Potter but, well yeah, it's the same thing so too long I couldn't if you're, you're, you're a Harry Potter like, you know, so. you I'm not really like I've, did, how, well, so, many, how many movies are there for Harry Potter about no. five a, I think it's eight oh, I just think they're two but for anyone who, but if any of your listeners are fans then I will say to you you look at uh, the I think it's the Goblet of Fire when the yeah. other schools come and they compete so obviously Hogwarts is like the British based nobility because obviously the wizards and the empowered people are on a high level to regular muggles or our civilians like mm. ourselves. Mm. Then you've got the people that come from the French schools who are from like, who are supposed to represent the Merovingian dynasty. Mm. And then the Russian school who pre- represent the Tsars. Mm. And you think about what happens in Harry Potter. They're divided by houses. And obviously you've got all these different groups of opposing houses, but they're all on a level above normal human beings. Right. So whatever happens within the world of wizardry, like even though there's acts of terrorism and all this stuff, they're only accountable to themselves. Mm. So it's not like they have to stand trial in like the Hague or anything like that. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm just saying this. But, but what I'm trying to say is again, like going back to the colorism thing, like yeah. suggestion, mm. there's more to it. Cause I always say this stuff to my friends and people will be like, it's just a film, Dane. Yeah. But like even Transformers, <laughs> like Jazz, remember with Jazz? And obviously he's speaking in the bonics and stuff. Yeah. And everyone knows that he's part of they mentioned some black. black. Yeah. And then he dies instantly. Or in the second Transformers, they've got these two robots and they've got gold teeth. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> you know so and, 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 Star Wars Jar Jar Binks this is what I mean so weird, yeah. yeah so what so I'm saying is a lot of time it's very suggested to you like even when I I remember when the first start The Force Awakens came out and I got, I got into I got into it with some Twitter people about you know John Boyega and like and people saying it's political correctness out of control and all this stuff. Well, for casting him, yeah, for mm. casting him, yeah. And I'm just like, first of all, it happened long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. So, <laughs> so 
So why do you care? And uh, yeah, there's black people in space. I'm afraid, bros, get used to it. In yeah. planets with free suns, yeah. what do you expect? Exactly. There's gonna so be melanated people. You, you're complaining about that, but you don't complain about all the different species that have come out of Star Wars. Or like you know, green people, buddy, um, Chewbacca, and all of that. They're okay, well, but yeah, they're fine because but I tell you why that is as well because that's you know it's just that is just on a grander scale showing you uh, colonialism. Mm. We used to watch like Star Trek and stuff, like Captain Kirk's having sex with all these human beings and stuff like that. But he's still, you know, just still like representing like Europeans still colonizing these planets and stuff. So mm. so everyone's fine. And again, and I think that was the first time you had an on-screen interracial kiss was on Star Trek with a yeah. Uhura and um Captain and Captain Kirk. Kirk. Wow, I liked Uhura. She was so right. hot. She's still, she's still, still, <laughs> still doing well. She's she's still like a, like a fine wine, like a fine wine. Okay. Still, she's all right. Still. So we're gonna wrap this up. So we're all going Black Panther, yeah. Defo, all, right, all going. Cool. What right. day are you not going? On the was it the fifteenth or something? We're going IMAX. Trying, so I'm trying to get on there on ninth. I'm trying to get scam a little little pre screening. Jane, you yeah. get a pre screening. What about Ace, man? He did it yeah, before Ace, me. Ace is always airing us out. in this room, do you see any <laughs> sign of us? You can see where Ace is. boys are so funny. He does it for fun now. Where Ace's it's, it's love funny, lies. So. It's not with us. Right. I, I will say I got you for Black, a Black Panther Resurrection or Black Panther The Return. Or, <laughs> return, or Black or Black, Black Panthers. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to be a project in terms of the line of my career trajectory and what I can get and what I can't get right? so, <laughs> so depending on how so things be, go well, between the two do. of you something got to happen Ace don't let us down Ace is just shaking his Ace well, between the two of us one of us can hold up the phone to the screen and the other one can be like Ace somebody's coming <laughs> love it love it alright let's move on so I wanted to talk, to talk to you two about the shaming of womanhood I've seen a lot of things on social media that have had me very concerned about, you know, women clearly not supporting each other and kind of really taking, you know... It annoys me. Taking just glee, absolute glee in kind of like shaming each other and just mm. embarrassing each other. So um, I'm going to use um, Backchat, Backchat London as an example mm. of this. I don't know if you guys watched the last episode, but there's two characters on there. Keep been, calling them characters. Yeah, keep calling them characters because they're acting like characters. I have to say characters. Yeah, it's, 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 play, it's, it's played up, it's edited, it's embellished. Yeah. So, you so can there's a girl on there called Nunu mm -hmm. and another girl on there called Esther. The two of them clearly don't like each other. They're always butting heads, yeah? Mm. So I think the last episode where it came to a head and they proper clashed was about whether or not... Um, you should be able to cook, clean, and do all these domestic stuff, mm. domestic things rather for your partner. So Nunu's thing was that, you know, she, she when she gets with somebody, she don't want to cook. She wants her partner to be able to cook because how she grew up, her dad, you know, enjoyed cooking for her mom. Mm -hmm. So she wants somebody like her dad. Mm -hmm. So as she's saying this, Esther, who she clearly does not get on with, mm -hmm. makes um, a little jab, takes a little jab at I her. I think it's fair to say, though, yeah. that Esther... It's not she doesn't get on with Esther. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like pick on the semantics. Esther doesn't get on with her. Okay, that's how I'm gonna. I'll I'll that. accept that because yeah. I actually kind of agree. But Esther turned around and said to her, um, "That's why you don't have a. That's why you don't have a man mm. or a husband or a man." She no, said, that's, that's why you're why single. You that's, that's why you're, why you're single. single. Is what she said. So Nunu kind of looks at her and says, "Oh, what were you doing at 21?" Because Nunu is 21 yeah. and Esther's a bit older. Well, Absolutely. quite a bit older than that. Um, and then she's like popping babies. Now, initially, Esther's response was like, 
pause. And then when she saw how everybody else in the room was reacting, that's when she kind of popped off and said, yeah, well, you know, I did pop a baby. I popped a beautiful baby. baby. And don't you ever. And then it just got into a screaming match. Actually, it wasn't even a screaming match. She was just screaming. And then he was just sitting there looking at her. So my thing is this. There's... (laughs) Okay, so in that instance, I was very much on Nunu's side, even though Nunu historically has said some really no- nonsensical things on that show. But that wasn't one of them. But that wasn't mm. one of them. I actually agreed with her because, as Sheza correctly said, you know, throughout the entire series, how many ep- how many series have they so had? This About is, two. This is series three. three this yeah. is series three. three. That you know, Esther's been just jabbing her, jabbing her, jabbing mm-hmm. her, and you know, the other cast members have just been allowing it and you know to Nunu's credit like I said she is young Mm -hmm. she's you know very much taking it on board and everything can just fight in her corner her opinion is her opinion everybody else is allowed to have their opinion Mm -hmm. but when she has hers Mm. all of a sudden it's a big Mm hoo-ha so you know they were going in on her oh you can't say that about you know how it is about people's kids and blah 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 but my thing was like how do you know she might not feel the same way about her dad she was talking about her dad and how she feels about her dad Mm -hmm being the man that he is and wanting to cook for her mum. Mm-hmm. So why could you not see that as a like-for-like like equivalent rather than jumping down this girl's throat, agreeing with Esther, who put herself in that position to, you know, to have that remark said to her. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, initially, you know, if I heard that without knowing Nunu, I would say, actually, you're in the wrong because you've also come for her womanhood knowing that what you're saying is actually implying that, you know, what she was doing at 21 wasn't particularly great because it does actually suggest... Mm, I never looked at it like Yeah, that. it does actually suggest that, you know, you mm-hmm. weren't doing nothing other than laying on your back and sleeping with, you know, God knows who. Mm. But at the same time, you put yourself in that position to get red like that because you turn around and, and you know, more or less came for her mm. and saying that's why you're single. So again, you came for her. So the two people coming for each other's woman's womanhood. You know, that's the thing. The, the, um, the interesting... Um, dynamic, I think, in Backchat for for the episodes that I have seen are that um, Esther... it's interesting. I, th- I think I think a lot of the things that they talk about, I have to say, full disclosure, I think a lot of the things they talk about is, is absolute bollocks. Nonsense, and I hate yeah. to think that this is... Because Nunu is 20... I think she's like yeah, she's 20, 21. 21. Yeah. But I think Esther's like in her 30s. I think some of the mm. cast members are like in their 30s. And it just pains me to think that this is the level of discourse for people in their 30s. But, you know, that's that's by the side. But some of the... Some of the um, things that I observe when I watch it are the dynamics between mm. just the group. Cast so rather members, than yeah. the actual discussion points, it's more how they kind of behave towards mm. each other. And I notice that there's a lot of um, ganging up. Mm. So you have a strong, Esther is a strong female character in that dynamic. And I feel as though, um, she, I feel like, I feel as though she bullies Nunu. Mm. I, it's more than just, you know, we, we've we perhaps reduced it to, oh, she's coming for her. She's come for her. She's said this to her. She's bullying her. Mm-hmm. And bullying is really quite, a, is, is a nasty thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, so I use that word pointedly. She bullies her. But I think also what happens in that room is the strong characters dictate. And I think the, the shit always rolls down onto women. Mm. So you have, I think the hierarchy in that room is the strong male characters who can say shit and get away with it. Yeah. And sometimes if the strong female or the weaker female characters try to 
object or say something that goes against it, they get put on. Mm. But I think what's even more interesting is when the weaker female characters say something, not only do they get the strong male character shitting on them, but mm. the the strong females who should be able to see this happens to me. So let me back my yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah. Don't. No. They mm. turn inwards and mm. they, that shit rolls Try down. Try to align well. themselves with, you know, the top. Yeah, like the, top, the top guys. In, in the group. Yeah. To say you're on a level peg and you're not. Yeah. Because case in point, Esther, when you were piping up, did you see your brethren Lucas defend you? <laughs> <laughs> like how you defend him <laughs> week in and week out. He <laughs> just sat back and just watched silence. you <laughs> get served by a 21-year-old. Yeah, silence. So um, for me, I don't, like, Dane, have you, like, obviously you watched the show. Yeah, what was show. your interpretation of it? Um, I, I think you guys have captured it uh, in the best way in that, yeah, it really is, they're just really asinine ways to attack your womanhood because there's mm. nothing wrong with you growing up in a household if your father is taking on domestic duties mm. and there's nothing wrong with having a child at 21 or being a single mother mm. there's these these are only really suggested to us by i guess patriarchy or the kind of paradigm of uh i guess uh social uh convention mm. that we have within our community i suppose so yeah but like i said it's more attacking from the perspective of womanhood and mm. a lot of these things all seem to be linked man like so far as like these kind of i guess uh intrapersonal problems whether it is colorism or even it's like these kind of conventions but the most interesting observation i make especially when it comes to any most of these shows that involve like whether it's like live podcasts or debate concerning the diaspora yeah is that a lot of the themes all stem from people wanting to be loved and respected yeah mm. so even though everyone's like you know i'm an alpha and this is what i think and this is what i want and in the relationship <laughs> is this the fact that they're all discussing relationships it does it's very interesting because what it shows you really at the forefront of all of the minds of the diaspora is that everybody wants to be loved or everyone yeah. wants to be accepted. Yeah. And I notice it all the time because yeah. every time, even even though the discussions seem to be that different, they're all very thinly veiled along the same line of people yeah. wanting to be loved. It's like, yeah. oh, so if you go on a date and someone spends money, blah, blah, blah. But really we're talking about the idea of you trying to find a potential mate or partner. Yeah. Or if it's like, oh, if your partner was going in prison, blah, 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 blah. All of them revolve around love. And really the question is that, you know, is there an issue where we have an endemic of self-hatred or we feel an inferiority complex? Because that is a validation and the need for love and acceptance is always at the forefront of all of these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I only I say that because really we talk about people getting on people and alpha and blah, 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 blah. But I look at it and I watch back chat and I, you know, I don't even look at comments and stuff. And I probably have initially when I watched it projected and people thought this person's insane, this person's mm. this or this person's that. But really now I look at it and I can look at it objectively because I'm not in the room. Mm. For the most part, everyone there just kind of wanting to portray themselves in a way I feel that they think will make them more acceptable to their peers. Mm. So whether it's like, you know, I guess. I mean, yeah. You take, you take, so let's take Esther, like you said. With the whole oh, Esther's thing. the queen of it. So, yeah. so, she, so yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so she, so in a way, I feel like her demeanor is pandering to men, ma to men. Yeah. Or I guess you know, someone like Omar aesthetically wants to pander to a particular subgenre of uh, what's I say, neo soul <laughs> kind of thing. No, because because you know it's like there is like a, I guess it's a certain kind of aesthetic where it's like I guess it's more I don't want to say hipster, but you know, yeah. I mean, rast, normal rasters ain't gonna dye their dreads green in it. So right. do, you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Or and you know, a lot of time, or Max, for example, I guess he has his roots in fundamentalist. That's what I was gonna idea. say. I don't know if he I don't, fell I, into you. Know, I, don't, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that he says, mm. but I, but what I do see is that you know, 
I guess the background he is from mm. is very much rooted in the in, in kind of I guess uh, Christian rhetoric. So mm. he's obviously peacocking for some for yeah. a particular group, or you know, Lucas <laughs> want, Lucas wants to show his road, and he's not he's not he's not he's not a, he's not a pussy, or you want to be taken for a chief, whatever, <laughs> or he's an alpha, or he's an alpha. You know what I mean? So so people so everyone a lot of them. Bam. So really, again, it, for me the whole the whole phenomenon of Backchat London is that it just seems that there's a lot of people that are vying for respect and acceptance mm. and. And like I said, I spend a lot of time traveling outside of London, you know, as a black male. Mm. And you realize that, you know, even <laughs> the fact that it's, it's located, even the fact that it's basically just within London alone, where that's yeah. not, where that's not even in the entirety of necessarily narratives that affect us as yeah. a community alone, just in London. And other people, obviously people nation, nationally kind of. And actually it's it. very, it's very, when, when I think about it, there are loads of people of, of, of African parentage on there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's heavily weighted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's heavily weighted. I think people, people have actually complained about that. And said you need to get more variety. Yeah, when I think of about it, it's opinions, true. because this doesn't actually represent. Shoma's Nigerian. Yeah, yep. Shogo's Nigerian. Yep. Lucas is definitely Nigerian. Yep. Mm. Esther is um, as well, I think. Esther's Nigerian. Yeah, I think Nunu's, Nunu's, Nunu's Niger- Congolese. Oh, is she? Yeah, oh, yeah I think she's Nigerian. Congolese. Yeah, as as maybe B Money might be as well, but don't quote me on that. Mm. But like, but it, biscuit uh, but, is Nigerian. Yes, he is. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's like. So a large, I guess, so, the, yeah. And then West they African. did the same thing with the... Um, when they went to America. In, in America. Yeah, so and I, I think a lot of time, whenever... And every, and every single time, they, a lot of time, these guys start their rebuttals or they open up with their argument. It's always this thing of, you know, I'm from a traditional Nigerian household or I'm from a traditional African household. And I just feel like for a nation which is the largest continent on the planet, then mm. do you speak for everybody? I don't no. really think you do necessarily. You know what's interesting? So. Do you remember when... Um, Okuya was a guest on the show and we, the, on our the, show yeah, yeah yeah and Backchat first started and we were talking about it mm. and I said one of my main gripes with the show is not the fact that the show actually exists I think mm. it should ex- exist anyone that wants to create a platform create it especially if there's a space for it but I said what I don't like and what I feel as a viewer when I'm watching it seeing people just like take personal jabs at each other and it's like I can't even hear yeah. what each other's saying it makes yeah. it a really uncomfortable watch so mm. I was like the producers need to get that under control because I'm like, if I'm in a room and I've got my opinion and I feel like you are coming at me, it's like, wait, I'm gonna my back. Mm. I'm gonna have my back up. So are we watching? <laughs> I think now that's become part of it. It's kind of right? vaudeville. I think the but most the it. most repeated phrase so on like, back chat is, is "Let me finish." <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. It's like, do you want a debate show or do you just want an out and out, you know, cussing match show? Like, let me know what this is, yeah. I think I I think they're they're open to it. Yeah. So it's like I think it's whatever gets them the most the most hits and everything. Mm. So for me, that was an issue. I was like, I can't hear what people are saying and it's driving me insane because I want to hear your thoughts and opinions and things, but I don't like the disrespect. Mm. Especially, I think in the early episodes, it was more mostly Lucas being disrespectful to mm. the to the girls, and like as you know, Cheryl, like you you're not gonna. I'm just I'm just picturing myself in the room and thinking to myself, it's not, end it's not going to happen. <laughs> nah. I'm, I would have been. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. how Reva popped off? Yeah, that, that would have been me in the very <laughs> every early damn day. show. And that's why Reva's African as well. Yes, that's, yeah, she yeah. she's gone. Yeah, Reva's yeah, yeah, one yeah. of my favorites because. Yeah. As much as people are like, oh, she's rogue, she's rogue. What I will say about Reva is that she's very considered in her approach. It's like she yeah. listens first before she doesn't jump in there straight. Like like Esther wants to jump in there first. So yeah. I'm here, everybody. I'm Esther. Whereas Reva will like, let me listen first, mm. and then I'll 
you know, which is to me, I'm sure people were probably thinking that, you know, she should be like Essa yeah. because she's from Rhodes yeah, and she does. What did she say in the reunion? I like video. I like, I like, I like, what's it? I like videos or something like, cause somebody, I think Esther was having a pop at her again mm. because she does her own music and she dresses quite, um, Pro- say provocatively. provocatively but then, but even then, the video. this is the thing, like, that's a good point because really, that's also an attack on womanhood, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like she keeps what doing it. But yeah. this time, provoking, yeah. you actually got caught out by somebody who you know the entire cast doesn't like. Mm. And the fact that she shamed you in front of that was, that, your, that your was, peers. That was the reason And for the now mm-hmm. the world. That was the reason that was, that was it. It yeah. was. Mm-hmm. It had to so be it. Because if, <laughs> yeah. if that's the case, no, she would have cried. You got, you got, yeah, you got, 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 when Reva got you in the, in the season reunion for season one. Yeah. You were quite happy with that. And also because if she does that, to Reva, she's gonna get dressed out, <laughs> yeah, dressed right. outside, and exactly. and, 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 get, and they will see how road Reva is. So you should, yeah. people pick their people pick their enemies, isn't it? Because I remember right. people. I seen like a lot of people getting onto Adrian as well, but I just feel like I look at it like he looked like a soft target at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. But I, I just feel like the way the way the uh, show is, and I think remember you're dealing with personalities who are now being thrust into relatively mm. it's just limelight. So it's, it's maybe not enormous, but it's a relatively higher platform they may be used to. Mm. So, so again, you know, so far as our culture is concerned, there's a lot of airs and graces mm. that are involved. So I feel like even a lot of the platitudes they may have may not necessarily be how they think. Because yeah. they, they had one episode when they had the gay guy and then they had the lesbian girl on there as well. Yeah. And yeah, then come and they were kind of asking very patronising questions and stuff they didn't know. And it's like, I don't know how you can be involved in the genre of entertainment or fashion and not come across black members of the LGBT mm. community. Mm-hmm. So at least, I think the, the lesbian commented that Max, even though his ideas are very rigid and archaic, <laughs> at least he was honest he about was, what he yeah, was saying. Yeah, he respected thought, him so. the most yeah, yeah, because at least he, he was said what you thought. Yeah, direct. Yeah. So, yeah. I think one of the things that... Um, it disappoints me, shall I say, and I don't I don't mean that in a like as if I had any entitlement or expectation about Backchat. But one of the things that disappoints me is that it is a really good platform. Mm. But going back to what you said, some of the topics that they cover are so kind of asinine. superficial, <laughs> asinine, like so like surface. Yeah, yeah. And I think is what I think that's disappointing because as we know, mm. like when we talk about things here and we take our cues not just from things that are going on about us, but things that are going on in like reality TV and stuff, Mm. but they're so relatable. Like there's issues Mm. out there. I think there are issues, but I just, I feel like, I just think for these, uh, I don't want to, and I know, I don't want to seem like I'm using class or, or describing like stratifying people on class lines, but I just think people of a certain background or certain upbringing. And I just think it's just a real point for us to really delve into as a community where, in all of these formats, the main theme is always about love and acceptance or trying mm. to find somebody. Mm. We're always discussing about, oh, would you go down on somebody and blah, blah, blah. And it's always this issue about like, who wants to, in a, in a paradigm of, yeah, would you pay with a date? Would you let her pay? But every single thing, when you scratch the surface, all rela- relates back to the phenomenon of socializing and interacting and, and finding somebody. And so there's obviously something within ourselves as esoteric that we all want to find love or find mm. acceptance because mm. that seems to be at the forefront of the minds of everybody okay. so that so what is it about us that it's either the fear in terms of how we discuss intimacy or mm. vulnerability mm. that's really what seems okay. to be with the back chat all the, the things so and i guess uh, you know in terms of like this attacking of womanhood and stuff yeah it, it, again it's all very much related and mm. stuff and people are so afraid of their vulnerability that if they see someone else 
being a target, it's so much easier for them to just pile on pile and then on, yeah. and mob up and then start crucifying one person or like you know starting another person for their views and being insane because I think B Money was saying like I'd rather my daughter did all sex than had sex. I couldn't. I couldn't. And they were like, that. oh my god. I mean, I don't understand it either, but mm. you know, it's not the be all and the end all. Like if we're gonna get on people like for saying stuff like that, maybe why don't you get on the people that don't have an intention of raising the kids that they produce? Mm. Maybe that they, that's something True, yeah. more to, more to worry about. Like whatever he's saying, like on the one hand it sounds outlandish, but on the other hand he is showing intent to basically be involved in his daughter's life and be open about discussing sex and not make her afraid or scared of her sexuality. So once you be able to dissect certain people's statements and stuff, which is very, I guess when it comes it's to debate, it's very hard way. to do in the space of like an hour and some yeah. change. So even, so with the debates, I suppose, no, you can never really win one. And it is the idea is that it is for <laughs> debate and it's just capturing it. But I just think like, I just looking at those things with I guess more experienced mm-hmm. eyes, it's like, Everyone just wants to be the man, or everyone wants to be the woman. Everyone wants to so, be on top. Yeah, yeah, but, on top. but they consider that. But they, but the thing is, like, I guess, and it may be an Asian. I feel or like maybe they look at that thing. show like a love in hip hop. So oh, of course, because, yeah, of course. So yeah. If you think about that franchise, there, there's only been a couple of people who've actually really like sort of made. Obviously, Cardi B is the most obvious one. Yeah. So, and that is. That show is kind of that generation that is it's that that's their audience essentially. How, how, by the way, how are you guys feeling about love and hip hop at the moment? Because which I, one are we talking about? Miami um, or New York? New York. I feel like it's gonna be. We the actually last do a reality TV run on this. Let's do it now. This Let's might be the last see. season for me, guys. Why? Come on, man. Yandy has just disappointed me so much in the last Yandy, couple of seasons. Is a, is I, it, I've locked her off a long time. Oh, ago. I'm Yandy's, so sad. Exactly I'm sad by who she's become. She was my fave. She was with Mendeecees and was raising the children. And then she's just all these lies. Come Why, on, Yandy? The lies that, are apparent for a long, long time. There were, I understand what she, but there was just no need for some of these lies. So, yeah, it's, it's been sad. And then, obviously, Cardi was the most charismatic and, as a result, has gone on to be quite successful. Yeah. And now I'm just looking and I'm just like, even the people in the show, it's like, oh, you don't even care about music. And Cardi B's proved that, you know, they don't care. Like... Oh, what was the song called, man? <laughs> so stressed. About I am stressed, man, because it's like <laughs> they can't wait to start fighting each other now over over stupidness every single no, time, man. Like and um, chicken and Bianca chicken noodle soup. Like I got a nephew, he won't remember that song. And it's like, <laughs> aren't you even ashamed of yourself? You're, like to watch. But for me, I'm just saying, for seeing Cardi B go from a reality <laughs> show to a number one in their country to recording with uh, the successful... Doesn't that... Could, doesn't that wouldn't you be like, you know what, yeah, loud scuff it now, let's just bang studio all day, bruv. But every single time, people... <laughs> like, Excuse me, I've got work to do. Right? You know what I mean? Like, and and people showing up... Coins. Everyone's like, I've got money, I've got money. That's, that's you, why you, you're flinging studio session money over there <laughs> and on bags and things. It's These just, are 20s and hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now, oh now it's, I'm, just, it's, I'm just finding it a lot harder to stomach nowadays some of the stripping no, it's, you know, it's like, been, and why are we acting like, like Rich Donald has got some, has got a terminal illness you got diabetes Rich do you know what I mean you, you got diabetes bro I'm not saying it's not serious I'm trying to be funny the amount of people that um, Rich I thought he had something else you know what he was going on <laughs> no, seriously like, do you know what I mean like it was just a few weeks left yeah. like oh, everyone come back in this is that it I'm not saying obviously diabetes does affect the community yeah, it's not a big it's deal bad, but, but, but it's yeah but it's adult onset diabetes <laughs> so in a, in, in a fully developed country Rich and your name is Dollars suggesting that you are opulent and, and, and wealthy <laughs> you got just, it's diet controlled get a freaking nutritionist man <laughs> everyone, everyone all the reality stars are on Instagram doing whey protein and tea and <laughs> talk to one of them you, you, you're th- here crying about stupidness man <laughs> it's terrible do you have a daughter? Why should she not be mentioned? <laughs> madness. She's a shame. You don't want to be on that show anymore. She's she's yeah, madness, madness. madness. She's, madness. she's, she's gorgeous. She yeah, she's like, no, I'm not. I'm what, not wasn't Erica Menna supposed to be marrying Lil Bow Wow? I can't keep up with this thing anymore. <laughs> Look, 
let's let's because I want to let's, let's do the rundown. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about no, because we we were talking actually about um the issues of not the issues but the uh, the whole overarching kind of subject matter that you see coming out of Backchat being like acceptance and stuff mm. like that. And I thought that would be a great way to segue into some of the dilemmas. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that it. we have because they seem to. Um, focus on acceptance mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So let me just, uh, okay, one or two. Just say one or two. 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 I'll go with two. one. Oh, oh. You'll go with... One. Are we doing one each or... No. Which means like, so, num- there's two, so choose... Oh, one choose number two then. Yeah, we'll do two. two. Then. Okay. Right. I actually wish you'd chosen number one. But, um, <laughs> no, it's, okay. it. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Um, so this comes in. I noticed last year that every time I gave my boyfriend a blowjob, he became much nicer (laughs) and would treat and compliment me more. He also became more open to my requests and would give me more lifts, do things I wanted to do, etc. It made, I made it my new year's resolution to give him a blowjob every day to see how he would react. And he's been amazing. I don't mind the act, but it's starting to feel like I'm giving him blowjobs in return for chores. I don't want to admit to him why I started in the first place, but suddenly stopping might raise more questions. What should I do? God, men are trash. <laughs> uh, excuse me, but this is a this, this this was a scientific experiment conducted by Pavlov and dogs a long time ago. So it's not just so men are trash. Men, men are, are just very trash. similar to dogs. But go on, Dane. Give us your your give us your. Your what should she do? Should she fess this? up as to why she's suddenly become um, so giving? <laughs> so, 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 so fallaciously giving. Yeah. Um, or should she just keep shtom and she's, it's a, you know, everything about a relationship, mm. some may say is a quid pro quo. Yeah, exactly. And the better the devil you know or what you someone doesn't know won't hurt them. So like <laughs> I, said, I brought up the Pavlov's dose thing is that, you know, you can train people with your repeat behavior or you, you give positive reinforcement, mm-hmm. then you can really start to change people's behavior. So if she's happy and he's providing this other stuff, mm-hmm. then it can work out. But I then I suppose... She sounds like her jaw's aching because she says yeah. it's yeah, so starting it's... to... F- oh no, I thought she said it's starting to feel like a chore. She says it's starting to feel like I'm giving him blowjobs in return for, for chores. chores. So I don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily know if she likes... The fact that it's, n- I think it sounds like it's. Well, she wants him to do it without an incentive, is what it sounds like. She's like, yeah, that's I, sh- what it I, shouldn't, like to I me. shouldn't have to perform this for him to do stuff. But yeah, so yeah, and it sounds but- like it's taking away yeah, the kind of whole kind of maybe the the, the enjoyment of it. Maybe like, the enjoyment of it, but also the, um, you know, when something's just you doing it just cause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's like, starting to. I become, suppose I'm better. Otherwise, you might not do X, Y, yeah. and Z. Well, again, I suppose I'm better mm. because. Today's well. Tuesday, and I know he gets on a Tuesday because he's just finished watching the football. His team's lost, and now he's feeling funny. I've got to cheer him up. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, I say men feel the same every February the fourteenth. That's <laughs> one day in the year. Day. One day of the year. Well, birthdays and stuff as well, or month anniversaries and stuff. I, I mean, <laughs> some people do that. They were like, oh, "This is our three month anniversary." Well, the etymology of of, of anniversary is year, so this makes so, no sense. Yeah, but here we are in this restaurant anyway. <laughs> but I just feel, I feel like. <laughs> relationships are based on reciprocity you'd have to give That's to receive and stuff so i don't if i mean if she doesn't enjoy doing it then you may really need to address it if but it's what, causing discomfort to, wait can we just address this you have to give to receive it depends what 
you know. Oh, give and take is probably what I mean. I should say. Yeah, because I'm give, like, it depends and take, what but, you're. You but, know, it dep- but you know, I do, but the thing is, I feel like she, the way that she describes um, the things that he's doing now. Mm. So he gives her more lifts. He does things that she wanted to do. Um, what was he doing before? Yeah. Why did it take that he was to in encourage begrudg- that? Begrudgingly? I don't know. It's but, so, but it sounds like, because look, he said he's, he's become much nicer and would treat so, and yeah. compliment her so more. what was he like before? That's what I'm thinking. Like, can I, just I, say, get, I get I just say that, that there's that give and take, yeah. but yeah. your me, boyfriend should say. be nice to you anyway. Men are trash. Yeah, your boyfriend <laughs> should be nice to you anyway. Your boyfriend should treat you anyway. Yeah, he should give you lifts if you need a lift anyway. Mm. So if that wasn't happening before you gave the blowjob or started giving blowjobs regularly, that's where the issue was. Mm. And now you've created a second, almost mm. a part B to the issue by now you've you've given something and then now you're getting those things, but you just want to get those things and not necessarily have to trade off a sexual act for it. Yeah, I mean, I can't understand maybe not, if you don't say you want to trade a sexual act for it, but like I said, a relationship's all about reciprocity. And so most people acting, even though you're in a relationship, people will acting for some kind of, if not immediate, but at some point, some level of gratification. Mm. So, you know, he, maybe he didn't, I mean, most of the time when a person is going, you're going through the courtship ritual in the first place, people are taking you on dates because they want to have some kind of sexual mm. congress or be not in mm. the, or being nice in the first place. If that's mm. the basis of your coupling or whatever in the first place, in, yeah. initially. But so, they're in the relationship like she, It sounds to me like she's like, she's not feeling comfortable doing that because it's it's not a natural thing it's not an organic thing it's yeah. just yeah and i i personally wouldn't like to feel that way and, she and i doesn't feel like want if that's to... your feeling then yeah. don't and she, but then she doesn't want and that's why i say there's a there was an initial problem that yeah. she hadn't identified because she doesn't want to lose the the good. perks but she's getting the perks or she feels she's getting an enhanced relationship right but well, why I... should that have to come well, because I... you've given him a blowjob i mean I'm not saying that has to come, but well, I mean, you have to expect for somebody to give you a certain level of treatment, then there has to be some kind of standard from the other side as well. So I don't know if that manifests as blowjobs or sexual favors, but you know, I, I feel like being like, you should be nice to me just cause. I mean, because we're in, in a relationship. Yeah, in a, in a relationship, yes. But I feel like that's, you should be determining somebody's level of altruism or how willing they are to, you know, show you this. Look, Dane, all right. I feel, I feel as though my eyes are narrowing. Oh, no, I'm just looking at look, you like, all I'm and saying we're is, go, we were like, what well, right, well, 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 yeah, 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 we like, well, Look, nothing's worse than <laughs> someone giving you a begrudging blowjob. Okay? Nothing makes me feel even sadder to know that a woman performing an sexual act and not enjoying it. It would feel terrible to me. I would barely be able to finish my meal. But for me, wouldn't you want your partner to be, yeah, exactly that, enjoying what she's doing to you and vice versa rather than... Exactly. And probably he's probably none the wiser anyway. He's probably just thinking, yo, today is Wednesday and she's down there I just think, I personally think I'm really about... Um, young women being in relationships that they are comfortable in and not having to give away too much of themselves Mm -hmm. to gain what I feel like are basic rights in relationships. I I agree agree with that, but that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I just don't understand why you'd be in a relationship where you're like, I guess I better go down then. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm stuck, I'm stuck there. It reminds me of this story. Have you read the Aziz and Ansari um, yes. 
Yeah. This kind of reminds me of of that. Except, except, except. Okay, in, let's. In, in, yeah, in but they, they are. They, these two yeah, are a in a consensual yeah, 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 yeah. relationship. But the kind of dynamics of I suppose I better. Yeah. I kind of got well, this, that out of the, the and, Okay, uh, and what's his name? Sorry, Aziz. Aziz. Yeah. Aziz. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry, I keep tripping over my words, but I kind of feel. Yeah, that's I kind of I get that. There. I get yeah. that. That that's absolutely right, and I think that is exactly what I mean. That I think girls and women should kind of they kind of need to know that you don't, you don't have, have to, to do yeah. some shit. It's like yeah. you don't just want to don't. just don't. Yeah, that, and that is but that's a, that's that's a lesson that. though. Yeah. That's that. I, I don't think we I don't think we as women are yeah. socialized in that way. Yeah. I think that's a lesson that you have to, to learn. And I'm mm. I'm very much yeah. about I think, I, yeah. I <laughs> my totally comfortability. I think the, the, yeah. the backlash of that that maybe we don't want to face is the fact that we don't want someone saying that oh she's just a tease or she's using us or you know mm. all those kind of well, negative well, things. That's, so that's then the we're thing, like, if, oh, if, if, that's the thing if you are performing sex acts to get like I said what yeah. should be. Uh, typical behaviour for someone you care about right. then, then we are starting to move into those darker areas that's where what like, I mean well you know if you want me to start treating you like uh, just, yeah, right. and then so. I think that as well that, that stuff of oh she's a tease or uh, you know she, uh, she has to do that's I think that is then going to be kind of symptomatic of like we've talked about toxic mm. masculinity because why mm. can't you be a giving man in a relationship. Why can't you be yeah, yeah. the kind of man that will just be like, baby, you need a lift to go to the gym. You need a lift to go shopping or whatever. Or you need a lift to come back with the shop. Like, mm. I'm going to do that. Why does it have to be based on, yeah, she sucks my dick, so I'm going to be nice to her. Because mm. then it just, I think it almost corrupts the whole idea of what are you guys doing together? What brought you together mm. in the first place? Because it couldn't this have been clear. what this their mouth the do. <laughs> right? but, that, but that's, what, that's what, the reason I brought up Valentine's Day because the idea is that you're <laughs> supposed to go above and beyond and, you know, display additional, uh, or make additional, uh, I guess, displays of mm. affection for you to receive what is really a part of your relationship anyway. Mm. So, should the, is there a reason why you need to spend extra money and buy extra stuff when but I think I think Valentine's Day is kind of different because Valentine's Day Valentine's Day because it is a day and secondly because you can kind of put it in the box of celebration so like we're celebrating our relationship mm. so I'm celebrating mm. my love for you by buying you something or by mm cooking for you or a guy might take you out to dinner or, or indeed cook for his girlfriend. So I think it's kind of different. And I think also with Valentine's Day, there's the expectation that it should really be joint. Like you do stuff yeah. for yeah, each yeah. other. But that's, that's mean. I think that should be for a, I suppose, a prosperous relationship. That should be the case all the time. So I, I, that's what I mean about like, she's she's yeah. performing a sex act <laughs> as if like, they're not, you know. I mean, a mutual, mutuality. A woman, a woman should be enjoying <laughs> doing that as much as a man is to receive it. Does, does exactly, that make sense? Exactly. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, so if, it's already weird when she's like, "Well, I'm doing the blowjob," and as if because mm. it's still the, this, it's still almost this inference that they're separate. Like I do a blowjob to him, and then he goes about his business and blah blah. And we're not linked. Mm. So that's why it's weird in the first place. Is that if you're not enjoying, you know, mm. of you, you don't find some intrinsic reward of you, you know, pleasuring your partner, then it's like. What's the point? What's the point what's the anyway? Point, yeah. What's the point anyway? Yeah. So, and I think, well, that, that, yeah, that, I think we've all, in different terms, I think made the same point that mm. she shouldn't be doing it if mm. it feels, if it's, if it don't feel right, if it's a trade it. for something else. Yeah, yeah. And he, and, and also she needs to think about 
how she's being treated in the relationship. Is that is is that where you want to be? Was the base level of mm. treatment okay anyway before you had to do this to get these extra top-ups right. that you're now fearful of losing? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. All right. We've got time for the other one or no? Uh, Twice. How, how long have we been going, Ace? Okay, we've got to wrap this up then. Okay, so let's do Shady Corner and you are the light. Do you know what? Um, I said last week I didn't want to do Shady Corner first. I'd like to end on something positive because that really took me out last right. week. No, so you do want to do Shady Corner first? No, I want to do... Yes, I yeah. want to do Shady Corner first. All Sorry. right, so let's throw Charlemagne <laughs> in there. Yeah, Charlemagne, you've got to go in there. You've been messing up for... And do you know what's funny? Do you remember when we discussed... Literally, maybe two, three shows ago, how we're like, we're really enjoying watching Charlemagne's grow, progress right? and watching him grow and watching him ask questions, write questions that aren't based in just pure ignorance. But then that Amara La Negra interview, right that just back. took me right out. And I don't know if you got up on the wrong side of the bed that morning no, it's just, because it's the, it was just ridiculous from top to bottom. And, yeah. you know, at one point, I think um, even DJ Envy as well, you can go into Shady Corner as well because you turn around and said, to her, oh, I didn't realise we were black until you opened your mouth. So, by that logic, us three aren't black because we were all born here. Is that what you said? Yeah. And I just, I was, just, I was absolutely bemused. Sometimes I wish I could and really then... just be bothered to get on Twitter and take some real big <laughs> shots I don't understand what he means about that statement, it's though. Just, it's just, I just think it's a lot of... But you know it's offensive, right? right? Yeah, but it's but it's sitting right in front of her though. Yeah, she was like, and she was so calm. What does that, what does that even like, mean? I think that's a disrespect to like black people. It so is. Her just... maybe because they were saying that she was loud, saying that she was like animated. I think there's some suggestion that she's quote unquote ghetto. So I think is he saying that he heard those things and it's like oh that that's what makes I, you I black. don't even know. I was just you know you're watching something from beginning to end and you're thinking to yourself this can't be happening. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone here. You this just want to kick in your yeah, computer screen. And then like, <laughs> like an idiot, you know they he has his own podcast. I thought let me wait for his explanation behind. Maybe he's got a, yeah maybe mm. he's got a reason for this. And he was no banging on about the same thing. And then he had his idiot friend Andrew Schultz backing him up. And then he had the nerve to go on about how you know the reason why. people people are having a go at you because they don't have the ability to be objective yet he didn't even watch the, the interview at all so how can you be objective and give an opinion on something that you didn't even watch you just there, you know mm. licking your friend's ass because mm. he's clearly in the wrong mm. people were saying you need to take the l on this because Beyond you were wrong. wrong you were dismissive about this girl and her whole entire being and she was such a, a lady about the whole thing and she just mm. kind of explain to you in layman's terms, in terms that my two-year-old nieces could understand and you were still sitting there like, oh, I don't understand. Yeah, Maybe it's all purpose. in your head. Yeah. Well, purpose. Cardi B, she's Latina and she, she, she's made it. Cardi B's light skin. Cardi B's light skin. That was such a, a light. stupid comment. <laughs> and then on his show, he was like, yeah, because, you know, she talked about Cardi B. No, she didn't. You, you talked about up. Cardi She mentioned B. one thing about her and then I think Cardi B's sister, Hennessy, then had a go at poor Amara because she pulled, because Amara during the interview, she did pull a face, but she's pulling a face because this idiot in front of her is asking making her a stupid ridiculous comparison. questions. Yeah. I pulled several faces throughout the entire thing. <laughs> several. Right, so Charlemagne the God, you definitely. You've got to go in there. And DJ. And, and, DJ and Angela Yee. And Angela Yee. She just <laughs> yeah. rubbish. She just the whole sits there. Show. Just like, uh, uh, 
what is the what is well, the Angela, point of you? He's never been able to kind Seriously, of like. Seriously, I've been really trying not to go in there, but she's really ridiculous. I'm like, she is. you need to get a bit of a backbone. She's and a puppet. Just sits there and just says nothing. I'm yeah. just like, you're pathetic. Well, get off yeah. my screen. All three. I mean, you. people forget that Charlamagne was also the one offering to suck farts out of women's bottoms. Oh so with God, this whole I can't forget hashtag that. Me Too thing. I'm sure he will live to rude those statements too. Oh, so. Oh God. <laughs> but, okay, Dane, is there anyone you'd like to nominate for Shady Corner that? Shady Corner. Yeah. Um, um, oh, no, I just, uh, well, actually, some man on Twitter, some some, <laughs> black, some black dude on Twitter who's supposed to be a pastor defending Donald Trump. And, Ugh, oh, and many. Silk and Diamond as well. Oh. Basically, anybody that defends, any any person of colour that defends Trump instantly. Did you watch Piers Morgan's interview with him? No, nah, I, I'm not really a big fan of Piers Morgan no, because, you know, that. for some, I mean, I, like, Here's somebody that's been enjoying the opulence and the perks of being on television and mm. being middle class to then go on and be like, ugh, ugh these young kids are such snowflakes nowadays. Mm. Come, go, go Halston then if you're bad. <laughs> Idiot, man. If you're, if you're bad, Piers Morgan, go and, have you, go and do a live podcast in Halston <laughs> then or in Brixton then and espouse your, your quasi-right views and, and we'll, see, we'll see who's a snowflake <laughs> then. Yeah, get out of here. How yeah. you snow, is, is it's snow- funny because I made the mistake of watching his interview and I was just thinking, like we said before, where's your energy, bruv? Keep yeah. the same energy. Keep the same, Keep the same energy. energy. Wait, you gunned Monroe Bergdorf. Yeah. You gunned this other woman who is, ridiculously enough, was I think she used to buy her her child like Christmas presents like every week or something ridiculous yeah, like yeah. that. And they've been sitting on the sofa in front of Piers and he's gone hammer. Somebody, I think that woman actually there was this young, There was a point. young girl who went on to have a discussion about why should they be implementing as an as a sort of education thing mm. um, that children should every day recite the national anthem right. or something like that. And Piers' view, oh my God, his views were, st- he was... Like every gaslighting statement yeah. you can think of, he was saying it. So you're you're not a patriot then. So you you hate this country then. So you hate this. Uh, you hate our national. I mean, did you run away? Did you run away because you was producing fake news? Oh, and, I, and now you have the nerve God. to be talking about fake news and, and jumping up with that about about snowflakes when you was telling lies. You ran. <laughs> Take fake pictures. It's you do do people come on the show pictures. and have a go at him for that, and he's just. Then no, he ran. No, no, I didn't. No, everyone's no, a snowflake. When you was getting okay, cast because yeah. you were you was the first person to be talking about gun control rights, and when you was getting brushed by Alex Jones and all these other right wing people and NRA people, I didn't see you being like, oh, "Come and find me." Then yeah. you remember you, were, your you remember that you are you remember was, that you were, mm-hmm. you remember you're a rich white man with access to security and comfort yeah. about snowflakes. You're not gonna go be like, "Oh, come and do me something." Then so don't I like you. I just I don't like this. I, who's who is a snowflake? No, you grew up in a time when a house buying a house cost 80 grand yeah. so who's a snowflake less really than less than that less than, less and than that. it was council with the option to buy so what the hell are you talking? <laughs> i hear this stupidness man uh, a snowflake or uh, warren supporting the country you can still go military defense now peers and be an officer in the armed forces but you won't go you're like all the other idiots man you're yeah, not gonna go talking. you're just not gonna go in it. just buy your poppy and shut your mouth in it mm. because you're not gonna enlist because yeah. you could be in the reserves at your age you won't do it in it because you like sitting down in the morning and drinking coffee and shutting your mouth <laughs> and everyone's getting everyone getting bad on Twitter. And that's what I'm saying. Keep that energy. Keep that, up. Keep that energy. Got it for all of these people. Yeah, you need to do the you same thing for Trump. with Trump, especially should've when he was so, um, according to him, so upset about the Las Vegas shooting. Like I was like, okay, Piers, this is your time. This is your time. Nothing. Why are you upset for your? Uh, what you, what you been a snowflake for? Were you there? Mm. So why are you upset then? Mm. You're the one, the first one to talk about gun control. <laughs> 
Now you're upset. Shut up, man. Oh, I guess yeah. I should apologise. Should I apologise, Piers? Oh, I think the British public would appreciate it. Oh, that That's what he was on. I was like, you're vomit, pathetic. Why did I watch this? So, yes, you can go into Shady Corner because you, you're acting like a puss the entire thing. Disappointed. <laughs> All right, and so on that, that note, note <laughs> we're going to go into the light. Is there anyone you want to put in the light, Cheryl? I can't think of anyone. I want to put that judge in the light. Judge... Um, Rosemarie oh, Aquilina, who was the leading judge on oh, the gosh, Larry yeah, yes. Nassar yes, um, yes, case. Yes. She is amazing. The woman was like, you're going to jail. You're going to, not only are you going to jail, you're going to die in jail. You're never going to see the light of day ever again. As a free and then man. this man actually had the bare face cheek to say that this judge is just um, doing all of this for, for the media, media. attention. Mm. She's like, oh, really? Okay, you're going to sit here. You're going to listen to all of those women. Mm. Those young so girls, rather, that you um, assaulted. You're going to mm. sit there and you're going to listen. And mm. I'm so glad that you did that. So for me, if I could see more judges like that, listen, the judicial system would just be amazing. Like, we need yeah. more women. Not just more women, just more people with sense. Yeah. You look know, at, in look positions... Look at, look at like, you, Cheryl. Cheryl, there you go. In positions like that, I'm just Cheryl. saying... I believe, I believe in you, Cheryl. on. All yeah. this protection for people that don't deserve it. Mm. And I, I was really annoyed at some people who were literally saying, oh, she's doing the most. She doesn't need to go that hard on him. Like, are you mad? Do you know this man she literally went through his entire career doing a Jimmy Savile, as far as I'm concerned, Disgusting. and getting away with it. Yeah. So for you to kind of, like, rationalise that and say, oh, you know, she shouldn't be doing this. She's going too hard. She's... How? What? Yeah, actually, Please I did. Have, I, I, I read one tweet. Have a seat. like that on. You know, on, so on for Twitter. me, Judge Rosemary, get in there. You're get in yeah. the light, man. Exalt, exalt, exalt her, exalt <laughs> her. I can't so think of anyone. Fully. Yeah, I can't uh, think of anyone. I guess all all of the girls who eventually had the um like the guts and the the strength to come forward, mm. they can all go in the light and. You know, we spoke about this already, the difficulties that people face in coming forward and talking about things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all, all of um, them can go into light. And you, Dane, for being here. No, 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 no. And being of course, no, and my pleasure. You... A lot of things. Yeah, yeah right. No, it's my pleasure. But, you know, I, I, I guess I had to learn that because I was found myself in an environment for a very long time. Mm. Well, like I said, I could not see reflections of myself or my yeah. culture where I was. So uh, you have to do that research to give yourself a sense of, I guess, identity. So, yeah. you know, I, I just, you know, it's it get, it's, it's it's always a real difficult thing. And I hear podcasts where we are discussing issues that affect the black community. And some people will be like, yeah, but, you know, that doesn't happen when Jews do it, or that doesn't happen. Indians don't do that. But it's just a, um, you can't do that. Like, you can't compare Indians and black people because that's comparing apples and orchards. Mm. That makes sense. Mm. Because my experience as someone, a Caribbean or I guess an African or Caribbean descent in the mm. UK, it's very different to that of somebody who maybe grew up in Toronto or somebody mm. who is Haitian yeah. or somebody who is from Suriname now living in, you know, in the Netherlands. So mm. you can't compare us because the diaspora, so that's big. much, so that's vast. bigger than some Indian. So Indian is like, I guess it's a nationality and it's an ethnicity. Mm. Is it really an ethnicity technically? Mm. Because there was never really that big distinction between like Indians as far as like, you know, people in, the Punjab or people from Hindustan and stuff like that. So, so it's a very hard thing to compare. But like, I just I feel like um, that this whole thing about oh the problem with black people is like you don't even know how to define black people because like mm. I said we're talking about our our albino people they're black I guess but their skin is as fairer than mm. white people so they got blonde hair anyway so. Mm. If, so when we're talking about the problems with black people, the only problem with black people really is that we just don't love ourselves enough, which is mm. the biggest part of it. So. 
Love yourselves is my Aww. is my message. So Dane, what what like should that. we be looking out for, for you from you rather? You know, cool. Uh, in the future. Um, so currently, if you have enjoyed the rambling, everybody, I have <laughs> a, uh, got a Netflix special out on Netflix UK called you Live at the BBC. Than, um, Monique. Hmm? Are you getting paid more than money? I'm probably not getting paid more than money. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not, you know. But um, I um, I don't know. It's, I don't really focus on the money at this stage. <laughs> that, that, that will come. That will come. But um, it will. Monique it should will. get good money though, because she was she is a very good actress and uh, mm. and actually a good point as well. Because Precious, mm. a uh, based on the poem "Pushed by Sapphire," and yeah. really, if you remember, if you've seen Precious, like when she was thinking about her ideal life, she imagined herself as a light skinned person. I God, yeah. So, yeah, I so it does run very deep because it shows a spice. Because I think it was light skin boyfriend yeah, in her head, yeah, yeah, yeah. imaginary yeah, boyfriend and everything. Yeah. Michael Michael Jackson mm. is arguably the most loved black person on the planet, and even he felt the need, to, you know, to change himself mm. because again, you know, this is the first that came up in the sixties. So it wasn't. So it's been suggested to you subconsciously all the time mm. that it's going to afford you a better life. But I digress. So live at the BBC is available on Netflix UK. Uh, if you have Virgin Media, I have a show called Live at the Soho Theatre. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can find it on Comedy Central On Demand. Uh, also, we did Roast Battle, which is on Comedy Central at the moment. Oh, yes. Did you win? Uh, well, you have to watch I it yourself. I need to watch it. Because right. I'm, like, I'm like, Dane, you're from South. If you don't win well, this, what I'm saying, it's not, it's not, it's not in my hands. Your South card will be revoked. Well, it, That's right. what I'm saying. Trust me, my South card is good when it comes to gunning people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who wants to try and remove me verbally, we'll see what happens in it. So... And oh, let us know where you are yeah. on and, your uh, socials. Yeah, so you can find me on uh, Instagram uh, and Instagram and Twitter. Um, so just put Dane Baptiste, you'll find it because they're verified now. Yeah. 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 Th- not that that defines your worth as a person, guys. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and just look at and then go into DaneBaptiste.co.uk for tour dates. Find one near mm. to you, and I'd be happy to see you guys all. And also uh, for the BBC's Black and British season. Um, Sunny D, my uh, sitcom that I wrote in, uh, is on um, the BBC iPlayer. So check that out if you've not seen it yet. Uh, and yeah, and I'd welcome your feedback. And yeah, keep listening to this podcast. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank we you. And that's been our podcast. Yes. Yes. Enjoy See you next, next week. week.